on high ground. Welcome to Free Fall okay. RC let's Podcast. Get are, are we recording? Are we all good? I'm recording. I'm recording. All right. I'm far from all good, but I'm recording. <laughs> Touche. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hey, now. And our good friend, long time on the show, right? It was over a year ago now. About is, a year. Yeah. Ed Johnson from the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. How you doing, guys? Hey, Ed. Ed the man. See, what? Ed the man. Don't know about that. Ed, Andy. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. I thought it was Dan the man. Now, you, are you calling everyone first name the man? <laughs> well, I, could, I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with Ed. Uh, so. Fred. I haven't really heard him say Steve Fred. the man. <laughs> because it doesn't rhyme. Uh, he says Kevin the man. Well, you said are you beginning everything with their name the man? All I all I guess, I guess. Not us. The, the Incredible don't, don't Ed? Count. How about that? The Incredible Ed? Yeah. I like just Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that works. Incredible Johnson? <laughs> I think that's what I call, the first time I met him, I think I said, I'm going to call you Mr. Johnson. Is that okay? I thought you were going to go with Mr. Ed. Most people do. <laughs> no. And then Wilbur. the response would be Wilbur. Exactly. <laughs> we're aging ourselves already. I know. We are a little bit, aren't we? <laughs> All right. Well, this is episode number 147, Catching Up with Ed Johnson. Awesome. All right. Let's, uh, let's catch up with everyone's week. Uh, who'd like to go first? I refuse wow. to go first this time. I went first last week. Yeah, you always go first. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Even though I don't have much to say. I can go first. All right, Andy, what do we got? I finally, finally got inspired by Kevin to do a little bit of simming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Hold your horses. What? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he just beat me down and, you know, made fun of me and yelled at me. So wow. I finally had to just succumb and get on the sim. Uh, do we need to talk to HR about a hostile workplace? <laughs> maybe yeah sure you want to drag hr into it i'm all for it i just did my training i just did my harassment and discrimination <laughs> training at my job today Listen, uh, that I, i'm gonna play the age card if they start with that crap don't even start what is that you're just gonna scream I'm at them what What'd i'm old say? i'm what? old and you're taking advantage of an old man who can't What'd deal with say? it correctly what? What? Note from what? my doctor back in my day back in back my in day <laughs> all we had was top 40 radio and that's the way it was we liked it <laughs> now you kids got your billboard 100 what the hell is that kevin's uh, so old they had all they had was am radio back in his day they did oh <laughs> am and a track uh, the good old days i had a crystal radio that's why you were in radio shack you're looking for one of them tubes for your radio <laughs> Mm, exactly. I can't, I can't win with these young guys, Ed. I can't win. <laughs> yeah, well, I did see him nice. uh, twice, maybe. Nice. 15, 20 minutes at a pop. Yeah, it's amazing. So you're a pro now, right? I expect yeah, a highly right. improved flying from you next time we meet. No. Right. All it did was remind me how much I suck. <laughs> I think you say how much I hate Simi. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not that bad. I. I'm good for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I'm done. 
I, I have the best intentions to, you know, practice this or practice that. And I do pretty good for about five minutes, maybe 10. And I just start screwing around. And then I'm like, well, I'm just wasting time. But I did do it. Hopefully I'll do some more this week. That's good. Try, try to get back on schedule. Cool. Had to go out of town yesterday and I stopped by a hobby town. And uh, I have two of them. Uh, and they're both an hour apart. One, one's north and one's south. So I don't really want to say which one I went to, but it was so, so, so disappointing. I was about to say, does it matter? I mean, they're all kind of the same, and they're like the generic hobby. Well, I hadn't been to this one in a while. And last mm-hmm. time I was, I was there probably a year ago. Um, it was, I mean, it wasn't bad. They had the typical stuff, had quite a few airplanes. But now they have almost no airplanes, mm-hmm. just a few, uh, mostly few beginner top planes, a couple little UMX stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have the uh, the big display with all the great planes hardware and the uh, you know screws and bolts and all that stuff. That oh, was really? gone. Had like a tiny little like three foot section of that stuff. Didn't have, of course. I mean, I knew they didn't have any helicopter stuff. They had a I think a Blade 230S, and uh, I think they had one of the 470s. Okay. I don't know, even know why, but uh, didn't even really have a whole lot of drone stuff, two or three. But what they did have was shelf upon shelf upon shelf of uh, ground RC. I mean, okay. just okay. mountains and mountains of it. They've always had a good bit of that stuff, but it was kind of split half and half between airplanes and the ground. Uh, so it's just disappointing to see, I guess, uh, RC flight is just keep getting less and less popular. Cause I mean, I understand they're not carrying it because they're not selling it, but it was, you could always go and get some push rods or some connectors or screws, hardware, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. they're even, even phasing that kind of things out. And that's what's disappointing. That's weird because the Hobby Town USA that's up by me here is uh, 75% ground. And this is going back like five years ago. Yeah. And and very sporadic with the airplane stuff or drone stuff. Kind of uh-huh. like what you're describing now. Yeah. Which the store, I'd say over half of the store is not even RC. I mean, it's right. just. Right. Yeah, I was about to stuff. say. My my hobby town that I've been to, and this is up in Rockland County, it's like, I don't know, maybe 5% ground, 1% airplane, like, you know, like the Great Plains or Aeris, so like the cheapo yeah. crap. And then it's like all just like card games and magic and dinosaurs and... Dun- Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, like all yeah. that stuff, like, you know, yeah. like that aspect of hobbies, I guess, you know? Sure. Which that's fine. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it normally they're about half and half, or I mean, the two that I go to are about half RC and about half all yeah. the other stuff. You know, Legos and yeah, yeah, like right. I said card games and all that that type of things. Mm-hmm. Mo- uh, like plastic models, plastic models, some train stuff, right? Yeah, yeah a good bit of train stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm. It's disappointing to see all the um, the RC flight aspect going away. It's yep. just disappointing. Hey, Andy. Yes. I mean, how many flying sites are down in your area? I mean, is it easy to just you know take something to a 
open field and put it up in the air or like yeah, up by us? There's, um, I'd say within an hour drive of where I am, there's, there's about five clubs, okay, five to six clubs within an hour of where I am. So, I mean, there's a few around, but the, the clubs themselves are, they're slowly weathering away too. I mean, uh, it's not a very active memberships and yeah, like my club, main, the club that I'm a part of here is, I mean, we got maybe like six, eight guys that are active that fly if that. So it, it's clubs are just kind of going downhill mm-hmm. I know along with everything else. It's disappointing. I know back in the day, uh, going decades ago now, when I was into RC cars, uh, our club would specifically support and buy from this one hobby shop in uh, Brooklyn. I mean, really, he stocked the whole wall of the store with the the RC 500 car parts. And if it, you know, he kept the club going, we kept a portion of his business going. But sure, yeah. If it wasn't for that mutual, uh, you know, friendship we had. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have any of those car parts in stock, and with at back back then it wasn't really much on the online mail order stuff. The one of the uh, guys was a factory or a team pilot for uh, Associated, so we could get parts through him at a discount. But he really couldn't order up enough parts for the twenty or thirty club members we had. He could only take care of one or two guys without you know being focused on. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know if clubs around, I know our club doesn't do it, but uh, other clubs in the United States maybe, you know, focusing on a particular model and getting together with the hobby store and saying, okay, we have 20 members and we all want to buy this particular model from X company, you know, can you do it for us and what kind of discount can you get us rather than, you know, just going online and buying it ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is get try to get 20 guys to all get the same thing. That's the ones I know all want something different, and this one has to have a bigger bigger motor than that guy, and this guy <laughs> has to have this. and yeah. It's very disorganized. <laughs> kind of makes it fun, too. But, I, yeah, you know, yeah, with the helicopters and the airplanes, there's uh, too much diversity. I mean, with cars, you had maybe two or three model different models but most yeah. of the guys ran the the one competition model, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, even my my old uh, hobby shop I used to go to that that closed down recently. Like he would do those um, Kiel Show Mini Z racing, and he had like he had the whole track layout. He had a good group of guys, like probably about like I would say about ten guys that would be constantly buying parts, tires, you know. Um, kits and all that stuff from him and he told me like th- that actually kept his business alive for like the last three four years and it still wasn't enough obviously but because yeah. rent goes up inflation and everything but um it's yeah something like that could possibly work but it's just you need a lot of people you need you need a lot of cash flow and you know if, if it was a world where I mean, we should talk we're gonna i definitely want to do a topic on this or an episode about this but you know if we if we lived in a world where like everyone could just fly you know one helicopter and <laughs> crash it and you know you'll have to just stock one part and 20 people buy that one helicopter sure you could probably keep a business alive like that but you know with the variety and things that people need to stock and nobody wants to wait anymore for anything everyone's you know millennials and want to what what is that uh kevin 
I want it now, 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 right? Yeah. <laughs> so three, three days tops. If it's not at the door, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Then you're complaining and you're giving, you know, blasting companies online because you didn't get your your thing two days later, even though it's not up to them. They shipped it out. It's, you know, the rest of the delivery system we live in, you know, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, Hobby, Hobby Town, you well, speak, know. Speaking, like we were talking about last week, needing it right now, today, mm-hmm. with our uh, LEDs and resistors. Yeah. Um, they do have a, a pretty decent um, selection of Radio Shack um, goodies, like Ooh, the really? uh, component stuff. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hobby, Both the hobby towns here are now carrying Radio Shack. Um, their um, oh, shoot, I forgot what to call it, but all their like uh, maker stuff, like the yeah. uh, switches and resistors mm-hmm. and uh, all the DIY stuff, awesome. and yeah. all. Yeah, d- yeah, exactly. So awesome. that was pretty good to see. I mean, it wasn't a huge selection. But at least there's some stuff. Yeah. So I'm gl- I was kind of glad to see that. Nice. I still miss my Radio Shack. Oh boy. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> All right, wet blanket. Are you done or what? I I miss Heathkit. I what? did get out and uh, fly my uh, N556 once today, so I don't have to take a no fly card. Nice. Nice. How's that? But that's about all I've been up to. Awesome. How's that thing flying? Flying good? Yeah, flying really well. Awesome. It, it started raining on me, so I just barely got one flight in, but uh, I made it just right. under the gun. Cool. So. All right, Kevin, why don't you go, and then I'll go, and then I can kind of, since uh, I went flying with Ed this weekend. All right, well, I did not go flying this weekend. I didn't, I'm taking a no-fly. The wife had some surgery on Friday, and I was home for four days attending to her every need and building up those husband points nice can't wait to cash those in just don't know what i'm gonna get yet with them anyways um (laughs) fly to florida this weekend flying to florida i worked on my nitro and that's ready to go i think last episode i said something about you know doing a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. uh but that's yeah that's finished man that's ready to put some fuel in and fire that thing up and i also worked on that speed tank that 3d printed speed tank i got my parts in for that and was doing some more with that that's a cool little project it's actually bigger than i thought it was going to be oh yeah and and that should be yeah that should be a riot that thing the tracks i printed out are flat on the bottom though so i you know and of course thingiverse there's like a dozen different guys that have created different styles of tracks for that speed tank so i'll probably wind up printing out more of an aggressive like track for it but uh i just want to see if this thing moves uh it should it's probably going to be really quick though because i'm using the same motors that are in the f1 car and it should be uh it should be uh an adventure for sure nice it's supposed and, to be uh, a speed tank so yeah. we could go fast it's gonna be speedy <laughs> and i'm already thinking about <laughs> redesigning the front so i can put some lights in it or something and i think that's it i think that's all i really worked on i did a little bit more on the 550 but not much it's been it's been tough with the wife uh needing a lot of help doing everything she had carpal tunnel surgery on her right hand so it's it's immobile right now she can't do anything with it Mm. but that's it well what do you guys been up to 
Yeah, so I, I flew on Sunday with Ed, um, Greg, Alex, and a bunch of members of the RCRCC club. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have too much time because I had to go and uh, pick up my kids from their grandma's house down in Jersey City, like, and then drive back. And my wife actually worked, so I dropped her off, went to you know the field, flew, and then I had to go to Jersey City and back. But um, so oh, wow. I, I think I stayed out till like around two thirty ish. And I got a good amount of flights in, you know. I flew all the packs on the Goblin 500 and, and some on the Nitro and stuff. So it was cool. Fun. Um, it's it's like, I don't know. Every time I fly the Goblin 500, I'm liking it more and more. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting more used to it or because I just, I like, I don't care about crashing it. So I'm just kind of doing stupid things with it and having fun with it. Like, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Skid bump it. I don't care. You know, it's whatever just have fun with it and and I'm, I'm trying a couple of things and you know it's funny because after i fly i'm like yeah i only scared myself one or two times that flight so <laughs> that's good <laughs> nice yeah so i mean that that was cool um i got to work on the tortuga a little more i got all the electronics are installed now and everything's glued in uh, i just need to put the aileron linkages in and oh i do need to glue the vertical fin so that i, I still need to glue but uh I got the Neo installed, um, ESE, all that stuff. The Neo has a basic programming on it, a V-plane. So I'm going to um, work on that some more and get that finished. So I should have that finished by this weekend, by the release of this podcast. But um, I won't be around this weekend. I'll kind of go into that later in the episode when we talk about what's what? next. Uh, what? You're not going to be around this weekend? No. Uh Hoping we'd get a chance to fly. That's it. I told you we can get to. We, we could definitely have a chance to fly. You just have to come to Florida. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those, no. those those brownie points or whatever you call it, husband points. Come on, it's only well, a half scoop and a jump. I'm saving it's them for a two hour flight. <laughs> oh, that's next year, man. Those brownie points are gonna expire by then. Come on, no, not with my memory. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay. Let's just say this. You're going to need, she's going to need a lot more surgery because you're going to need a lot more brownie points for, to go a whole week away. Oh, oh, that can be arranged. Okay, cool. <laughs> that can be arranged. <laughs> Make sure she wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. like looking over your shoulder. Yeah, that yeah. could be arranged. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear the big loud crash where the dinner plate hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> You know how to wipe brownie points work. The first mistake you make, they get all erased. They wipe out, yeah. So you got to be a good captain for a while. <laughs> no, they'll be they'll be gone by this Friday. <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much better for me. What about you, Ed? Oh, I had a nice Sunday flying. This guy Steve mm-hmm. showed up at the field and hogged all the airtime, but that's that's okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but oh, boy. The, yeah, the 500, his 500 flies nice. I have a 500 every time I fly it. It's a nice, good-sized machine. Yeah, uh, it really is, huh? I can say, good thing we're up on a hill, because there was one or two times Steve was doing a maneuver, and altitude helped him just a little bit. If it was <laughs> flat ground, he might have been rebuilding a tail. But uh, <laughs> he, he was putting coals to it. Steve flies really good. Um, and I thank you for your help. Uh, he helped my buddy Kevin out with his uh, V-Control Touch. He was... Uh, yeah. A yeah, you little know timid. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin um, Kites, right? How do you say yeah. that? Ke- Kevin, Kevin, KK. Yeah. I yeah, saw he that he there. was there from the pictures. I was like, damn it, I miss seeing Kevin too. We can only have one Kevin at the field at a time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, that's right. 
but uh, yeah, he <laughs> he was a little timid about getting a V control touch bound up with uh, certain models, and Steve just yeah, like stepped true. up and he was beep beep beep, do this, do that, do that. You didn't, you're all set, go fly it. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> I'm like, I think so. We'll find <laughs> yeah. out. First. We go. <laughs> I like Steve's last words. I think so, but. Uh, and uh, after Steve left, he bound the MSH Protos up, and he was flying that. And I was like, what head speed are you running? He says, oh, oh you know, what? I was still there for that. Yeah, that oh, thing was, was, yeah, yeah, that thing had power. He was, he was like, oh, my God, this is not like the Nitro at all. He's looking at the V-Control. He said, look at the V-Control. And he was in uh, Bank One, and I looked. They said, it says, like, you know, 1820. That doesn't sound like 1820. No. He says, it's got to be right. He says, I put the right uh, pole count in for the motor. I said, let me get my optical tech. So he went, put oh, another set you? of packs in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> mode one was 2,000 RPM. Oh, <laughs> mode boy. two was 22 something. And mode three, <laughs> uh, bank three was like 24. I said, oh, something's off, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, Direct yeah, Steve speed. did set that up, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that crazy to head speeds. I don't go yes, above 22 are. anymore. 22 so, is. <laughs> we we I, I called it the Tariq helicopter. I said you yeah. must have had to set up by Tariq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you just you download go. Tariq's file <laughs> and loaded it? But uh, and lo and behold, going to governor setup and uh, the gear ratio was incorrect. We put the proper gear ratio in and then it matched what the head speed was doing. Dialed oh, it down a little bit and it's much happier. I thought I thought also I don't know this is this is I think on the first flight when we were like yeah what what's the head speed and I thought you looked at it and it was like wait a minute he had set for external gov so it was actually being ma- managed by the the hobby wing it was but the it's getting the uh, pulses out of the ESC into the yeah, yeah. Uh, v, uh, the neo for RPM so it needs to not only know the the motor count but it needs to know the ratio between the right motor in the head so he had like 10 point something and it was actually 9.357 or 9.35 so it was a little bit off yeah yeah nice uh and i flew my local 600 that uh, i rebuilt from last year's crash and i i love that machine i forgot how much i i missed it oh yeah you're killing it with that you're having a good time with it and i was going through my 5s packs that i had not used in almost a year uh Got one good set of packs, uh, one of my 4,000 sets that I have. Uh, one cell is starting to dwindle. Uh, it's about seven years old, so I think I got good service out of them. And the other pack's the orphan pack. It was the backpack from the crash. It's, it survived. Mm-hmm. The front one, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Other than that, uh, it was just you know nice day at the field. Overcast at times, then it cleared up a little bit. Then it went back to overcast. But Yeah. Good yeah, times, good pilots, and good flight. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for lunch, too. That was great. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're having a really good time with that Logo 600, like, really enjoying it. I don't even think you. I saw you fly anything else. I think you were just going back-to-back with that, Holly. That was it. Yeah, like I said, I want to shake the cobwebs out of it. I got to mm-hmm. start getting a little bit more adventurous with it. I mean, I do things on a sim that I know I could do out in the field. I just, you know, I, I don't do it. I, I gotta commit to it and, and start uh, pushing a little harder. Just pick one move, go two hundred feet up, and try it. It doesn't yeah. hurt. You hey, know. if you're having fun with a model like that, why not keep flying it, man? Definitely. Uh, I wouldn't I, change it up for the day. Keep flying it. There's so many other models that uh, are begging for my time at the field too. I know, I know. Well, you just gotta tell them to be quiet for a little while. 
<laughs> sit down, behaving. shut up. Yeah, simmer down. You need to wait your turn. <laughs> As my buddy Kevin says, it's like going into a pet store and all the little puppy stuff coming out, running up to your wagon their tails, you know, take me home, take me home. Mm -hmm. Mine are saying, take me to the field, I want to fly. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so should we go into the main topic? Sure. All right, main topic. I see nothing written here. Yeah. (laughs) We're catching up with Ed. Yeah, we have uh, the main topic. Okay, what's been going on with Ed? Yeah. Well, a lot of things. Uh, heli-wise, I mean, just all electronics. I've been playing playing with uh, different little charges, discharges, uh, the Blue Sky uh, discharges that are out there, uh, the G-Force 1. They look like the same, made by the same exact manufacturer. Um, you know, if you come home with a pack, instead of firing up your charge case and discharging at, uh, you know, max, like, I don't know, five, four amps. You can push uh, about 10 amps out of these uh, standalone dischargers. Wow. Uh, ISDT's got a nice one, a nice square, long rectangular one. Yeah. It's a little bit more limited in current than the Blue Sky and the G-Force. But yeah, what, what's your review on that? I know you had that one, right? The ISDT discharger? Still do. Uh, sounds uh-huh. like a hairdryer. It's noisier than the other two. Sure. Uh, a little bit more compact. Uh might be something you want to throw in your charge case or your field box if you want to kill the battery at the field before you put yeah. it in your box to take it home. Yeah. The G-Force and the Sky RC ones, uh, Joe Cashwell is making a discharge case, a Pelican oh, case. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, yep. You could drop those right in and he'll you know, sell it as a, a kit form if you already have the charges. If you have a little bit of skill, I think there might be a slight bit of disassembly uh, that you have to do on the discharge to get the the board up on the on a deck plate, but he says the wiring that's in the discharger is long enough to do it. You don't have to modify nothing. Oh, okay, so you just take it apart and don't have to unsolder anything and re-solder yeah. connectors or anything. Cool. Yep. So I'll get one of those one day. Um, How's um, your charging case? Aren't don't aren't you getting a charging case? I don't know. We'll have to ask Joe about that. <laughs> uh, he, he was throwing yeah. some teaser pictures yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He has some really cool teaser pictures. Yeah, I've seen those. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I basically gave it to him as a uh, side project. Uh, okay. You know, you know, here's a little bit of a challenge. I, I know you could do a good job with it, which he, according to the pictures I've seen, he's done a fantastic job with it. But uh, this I said, is a no, flux it, capacitor case, right? Yep. Yep. Oof, I, that's, that's a it's a work of art so far at least yeah i'm looking forward to seeing it someday in person (laughs) um actually i I was kidding i called him up uh, about a week ago or so i said i haven't heard from you in a while did uh were you doing some testing on my case and something went seriously wrong with it oh (laughs) he says no 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 he says i just got busy with the other projects i said "Ah, no problem just you know keep on trucking uh you know eventually we'll get to the end and uh, it'll be all good yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I am looking forward to the day that I, I do have that case. It's, uh, I just happened to sit there, be sitting down one day, and uh, I, I was ignoring the TV. I was putzing around on the iPad, and uh, Back to the Future popped up. And I said, oh, flux capacitor. I said, and Alex always used to kid me, uh, you know, because I always flew electrics, and I always said, I'll never fly a nitro. And he says, oh, you love them gigawatts. And mm-hmm. I said, all right, the flux capacitor, gigawatts. Joe, you up for a challenge? Can you build me one of these? 
And he said yes, and I think I think he regrets it halfway through the project. <laughs> he is a man committed. I will give right. him that. And he's uh -huh. a, a perfectionist at his job. So he really is. Yep. Yeah. Model wise, what what am I building? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Steve kind of heard us at the field. I have a a couple of models still in a box that will will be built eventually. You can't uh, see me, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> Alex gets upset. You've had that model how long, and it's in a box still? I go, yeah, that was, I bought that at Urcha like two years ago. And he says, you haven't touched it yet? I go, no, a newer model came out, and I was more interested in that one than the one I bought at Urcha, so it stayed in a box. Are we talking about your, the Logo 700? No, all the, all the logos are built. They're flyable. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. This was a Kyle Stacey three-bladed uh, 700 Goblin. Uh, the KC hell, edition. Uh, that's yep. like That's like... I don't know, it's four years old now, three oh, years. Jesus, it hasn't Let, been four years? Let's just say this. Anthony Garcia used to fly helicopters when that came out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. boy, Anthony's going to be pissed at me. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we were at Urcha, and uh, Heli Direct was having, like, the last day sale. You know, we don't want to take these home. They mm -hmm. marked another, like, 5% off on the kits. And I said, you know what? I says, I like it. I, I want to build, you know, have one in my fleet. So I bought it and came home. I put it downstairs. And I forgot what model came out after that. Uh, and it was just like right after Urcha. And I said, oh, I got to have that one. So I ordered that one and built that one. Uh, what else? I do have a Protos uh, Evolution 700. Still in a box. That That's was probably two years be, ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was two years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was another Urcher pre uh I ordered before I was headed out to Urcher and Shannon brought all the stuff uh to Urcher with him, so I just picked it up at uh, Urcher and brought it back. Nice. Uh and I've got my Avant uh Masro Nitro that I crashed inverted on the head, but one of the other guys in the club had the you know nitro kit as well and he just wanted to get out of nitro, so I bought the kit from him. So you so have I a brand new Avant Nitro. Uh, not brand new, slightly used, but I have all the parts to refurbish mine and get it back in the okay, air. Okay, okay. No, no, I thought you bought like you said that the guy was selling like a kit. Like I thought you. No, he he had a fly and he flew it around oh, a couple okay. of times. Yet, I, I I don't know what he was doing wrong, uh, but he would strip the starter drive uh, on the top of the clutch stack. He would strip that out in a day. I said, He's just going into it in an angle. You got to be straight on. I know, but I mean, I, I showed him, I looked at it, I said, how are you tearing these up? He went yeah. through like three of them, and he finally said, I had enough of this. I, I'm done with Nitro. So yeah. I said, all right, I'll buy it off of you. No problem. I need the spare parts. And lo and behold, about a month later, doing something, lost orientation, inverted right on the head, full speed into the ground. I said, oh, it's not going to be good. And uh, what do I have in the mail? Not in the mail yet, but someday a tds uh when they decide to ship those that's on the the build board as well and i you pre-ordered that too right oh i pre-ordered that like two years ago <laughs> when then, yeah when he re when he announced it yep nice. so he's been uh working on that it should be anytime soon they're talking about finalizing uh testing uh that they've done and it should be going to production and i got my eye on the glogo uh, logo, logo. Whenever that comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, what? <laughs> oh boy. 
He's saying, oh, boy, that'll sit on the shelf for two years. No, no, that'll, no. That'll get built. I might uh, even yeah, pay yeah. You're, you're, I know you like your Mikados, man. I know you'll, you'll get that built. Uh, I always said, oh, boy, Ed, because I was thinking about doing one of those. I, I think it's going to be a really nice heli. I mean, I out of the nitros out there, I, I like the power-to-weight ratio of the uh, Goblin, the 650, if it's kept as a 650. Other people say it flies nice as a 700. But I, I like the the balance as as a six fifty. Uh, the Glogo seven hundred should be a really light bird, similar to the uh, Synergy N seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comparable awesome. weight. Yeah, so. I think it'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I might move all my nitro and electronics from the Mastro into the Glogo, depending on when the availability of that kit is. Sure. Yeah, I think I have a feeling that's like before the end of the year. I'm hoping it could be a perfect Christmas present. Mm. Well, they only yeah, got a man. couple months left. True. They, they, they could pull it off. They're a big enough company to make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm then, sure I'm sure it's like most of the parts are in manufacturing right now. They just got to put it together as a kit. Like they, I think they, they're there, you know. And I think Kyle did post a little while ago... Uh, a little teaser, like, "Hey, don't forget, we still got the logo here." You know, like he posted a little <laughs> picture because I know I shared it on our our free fall page, so uh, I know it wasn't too long ago. I was actually looking to the looking forward to the release of the Protos Nitro, but I yeah, uh, that that kind of got pushed to the wayside due to market. I, I, there was a ten different reasons that I've heard, and I don't want to repeat any of them because yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. which one's exactly the truth. But and nonetheless, uh, I mean, we've all heard it all, anyways. You know, yep. so. Um, the other kit that's got my eye is the Kraken. Mm-hmm. The Kraken. That's not going to be for a while, I think. Yeah, it's probably not till the uh, first quarter of next year, if so, if that early. Yeah, I mean, at best, I th- I'm thinking they're going to have a release for Urcha. That's what I think. Well, okay. that's what I was going to say about the Glogo, but I don't know. Like, Ed probably has more history with releasing around Urcha and products than I do, and probably you do, Steve. Is that something that normally company will do i i've seen more introduction and nurture and then it, you know half a year to almost a full year before the, the kid actually becomes mm-hmm. available yeah okay. i mean i mean the comments the mini comment and the full-size comment i saw at nurture and they weren't right. available for probably a good eight months after nurture. Yeah. okay yeah Urcha's like you know you i would consider it kind of like a fun fly with a, a trade show where they're doing their releasing and demos and the prototype like show-offs you know Right, but then I would think companies would be like, you know, uh, we get our product out three, you know, three or four months before Urcha, we can have them built. People have been flying them, and then more people will see them in action. You know, didn't know if that was something a trend that Ed maybe saw. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, but uh, you know, it's it's a complex procedure to take something from prototype to testing and then to mass production and man mass production seems to be a a, a major pain in the ass to tell you the truth from yeah. what from what i've been hearing from like matt we you know we had matt on the show like yeah, you guys like have the had. cnc stuff yeah yeah for sure i mean we were at urcher and he was uh as protune pipe rumors that a protune pipe were probably already out for six or seven months before we saw him at urcher and, you know, he told us the story, like he said uh, to you guys, he, he got the first set of production run pipes and he says the welds look like total crap. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he said, I, I just, you know, it, it, it'll work. I mean, it, they're not going to leak, but it, I can't release something that looks like that. So no. it, find, you have to find a different weld shop to start all over again with. And, you know, that puts you behind another six, seven months in production. But mm-hmm. they're out. They sound good. Uh, seem like they pull pull good power out of a nitro. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to strapping one of them on the Glogo. Yeah. Speak, speaking of releasing before Urcha, uh, Matt and Synergy always seems to have a model out a couple months before, it seems like. Because, what, like three years ago, he had the 766, wasn't that in the spring? And then the 516, and then the 556. I remember Matt's flying. been very busy. <laughs> I mean, it seems like about every, you know, April, May, a new model comes out, and then, you know, everybody's flying them at Urcha. So, I remember him flying this. Does that seven, on purpose? 766 at Urcha, but I don't think it was available to the general public. Oh, it was? Okay. I mean, Team Pilots had it. He was flying okay. it. Maybe that's the case. I was forgot it. Yeah. Said, well, when's it coming out? I want one of those. Oh, you know, be a couple of months. And so I kept waiting and waiting and twiddling my thumbs and clicking my mouse. And so oh, there it is. Bye. Nice. Bye. <laughs> what the hell did I just do? There's <laughs> another kid I have to hide from the wife. <laughs> yeah, he's had about one every year, seems yeah. like. Yeah, he's been very busy. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see what I came out with the 556, five, which is a success as far as I can see. I wonder if he's going to revamp the the 700 size nitro to something. A, a well, he he kind of hinted uh, yeah. on the last show he was on a 700 electric. He he kind of has a hole in his lineup right now. Okay, so I think that might be the next one. Yeah, maybe a 716 or something. I don't know. Just speculating. I'm just mm-hmm. totally guessing. Yeah, seven sixteen or just whatever a revised version of the E seven. Yeah, because he he yeah. dropped the E seven. I mean, mm-hmm. it's discontinued, so he really doesn't have a seven hundred size electric. So he was sort of beating around the bush, hinting that that might be the next one, or at least that's what I got out of his interview. But uh, when that on full pitch, a couple I weeks think ago, so, yeah, yeah, yep. Jimmy Jones, Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Hey, it could always. I think he could take the seven six six. They have a seven hundred size tail boom for that. He could mm-hmm. uh, drop it down. Most people stretch them out, but right. yeah. But that I mean, I don't know what the weight would be because that's a seven six six is a beefy heli. Like yeah. I would well, say, I would say as a seven hundred, the only thing that can compare it to is probably like the seven hundred extreme. Like the head, everything's just beefy as hell. Right. Yeah, and that's what he said. He said the seven six six, even though you can fly it as a seven hundred, it really wasn't intended for that. It was intended for seven six six to an eight hundred. So the kind of the new style where you've got the the really strong can handle the strong powertrains, but uh, keeping the weight down, Mm -hmm. sort of the trend, you know, that uh, everybody likes now is the uh, the lighter weight seven hundreds. Yeah, so, be interesting to see what he comes up with with that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Sure, it'll be nice. So, is everybody enjoying the V Control Touch radios? I am. I am. I can't speak. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a regular guy. I like my regular radio. 
<laughs> but I did it's, get a chance to see Steve's in action, and it's amazing. It's definitely amazing. It's cool. It really very is. Quick. It's a cool piece of tech. Yeah. Very, very quick. You can see they updated or did a lot of work on the main brains of the operation in its yeah. relation to the touchscreen. Yeah. Definitely a very cool piece uh-huh. of electronics. Yeah, man. I'll wait till they go on sale. <laughs> Sorry. There'll be the version two touch coming out. Actually, there's been some uh, banter about the lack of Neos or availability yeah. of Neos that there might be a so, improved version coming out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard it could either be an improved version or I don't know. So I wonder. I wonder what if it is. What did it, How can they improve on something that's, in my opinion, flies really, really well? You know, right out the box, like without with minimal tuning. I mean, I I never really ran like I do on uh, the Jetty radio, uh, more than one sensor on a Neo. But uh, are you limited to the? Uh, no, you're not, because uh, with the battery identifiers, you can or the the yeah, battery identifiers, you can them. piggyback them. So mm-hmm. you should be able to multi multi channel them in a string and still have them work. Because yeah. I know. Oh, sorry, Ed. No, I was going to say the Jetty has a EX bus, so you'd plug the EX bus into one of your ports on a receiver, and it would give you four more telemetry ports rather than just the one that would be on a one or two. That would right. be on the receiver. Oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. Kevin, you yeah. going to say something? Yeah, you know how they can um, they can improve on the Neos? They can make them cheaper. <laughs> that would help. That would help that's what me. I was thinking. You almost made me spit water on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, only way I, mean, I can see him improving. Let's let's just. Uh, is, is it that much more money? I mean, when when you consider Pro Rescue, yes, but like just Neo, like base flybarless unit to another base flybarless, is it is it that much more? What, what I don't even know what was the Neo go for two fifty two twenty five, V Link right? Double the price of an Icon. Well, no, what does the price of an Icon brand new go for? 165 Plus two satellites or a receiver. Mm, another so 50 six, bucks. 60 bucks more than that. Probably another 70 The satellites, I think, are 35 So if you went Spectrum, month. you go 70 bucks more. If you go Futaba, probably 50 60 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jetty's probably even cheaper. Right? Jetty's like a $40, $50 receiver usually. But that's with Rescue, though. What? Their form of yeah, rescue. I mean, you don't have to. So how much is a... Here, I'll calculate it. So, how much is a V bar as a Neo with Pro and Rescue? I mean, retail price, I guess it'd be because the Neos went down. They're not two fifty anymore, right? They're two twenty five, I believe. Like you buy them off the shelf, no discount, no nothing, no sales for two twenty five. Am I wrong? I'm not. I don't remember. I'm clicking. I've been buying them used for so long. <laughs> I've been buying them used, you know, wherever I see them. So I haven't, I don't remember the last, I think the 766 was the last one I bought new because I bought the white one. My mouse wheel is scrolling along hey, the heads. A brain or icon two uh, is 165 and uh, $60 receivers, which is most of them, would be 225 Or if you do uh, $35 satellites, that'd be 235 Okay. Okay, so two thirty five, two twenty five, and then a Neo's what two twenty five. So it's it's gonna be a hundred bucks more, but you're paying like that, whatever, eighty, ninety euro. You've got the Neo Neo Express is two hundred bucks. The Neo with the V Link yeah, Express the is two fifty. Okay. 
And then if you're so you're spending 120 bucks more. Yeah, that's a considerable amount. Then, if I could, well, I guess you could do it with the Neo. Like I can buy the Icon one week and then pick up a receiver. You're no satellite. Plus, you got like three DGs or or like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but and stuff like that. So I've never flown three DGs, so I don't know. I have no opinion about that. I don't know what they how they are. I heard the the base tuning isn't very good. Like that's the one yeah, thing about the BLs I like, and one thing icons are very similar too. Like you you load the right. base wizard and set up your helicopter, and for the most part, yeah, you tune your tail and your head gain a little, but that's it. It flies. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you're I, a pro, you can tune it to to you know all the little things. But you know, what were you going to say, Andy? Sorry, uh, I, I was going to say that three um, DG is probably the most tunable of any mm-hmm. that I've fooled with. I mean, you okay. can adjust. Everything you can imagine, but they don't come out of the box flying near as well as a as a brain or a V bar or, or some of the others. So I mean, you you have to do some tuning to get them dialed right in. to fly well. Yeah, so they're not. Yeah. So I mean, they're cheap, but then in my opinion, that means that they're not the user experience isn't. Um, right. You know, cater, it's not catering to anyone that's like it's a not, beginner. Exactly. You know, I mean, or, it's it's probably somebody that really likes to tinker and really, really dial it in perfectly might like it more so. But but like me, I just want to get pretty good to start with. So yeah. I either just load the defaults on my brain and just go fly. And I know I can tweak it just a little bit here and there, but I don't really have to do much. Right. I'm sure that's the same with the a Neo. You pretty it's much even less. Get it's it even out less of the box. than an icon. Yeah, you you do even less on a brain on a on an on a V bar compared to a brain. Um, but yeah, you're talking about a hundred hundred twenty dollars difference. That is that is a considerable amount because that means for every two brains you buy, I mean, sorry, every two Neos you buy with Pro Rescue, you're you can get three brains. Mm-hmm. So that is considerable. You guys are correct. Uh, most of them are on back order. I only see like the software you can purchase, and there's only one Neo with gyro that you can purchase right now at this moment. Yeah, yeah, and and I wonder if it's like you know, this is one of the things I've always I've I've, won, I've been wondering a lot about um, with the whole tariff stuff. It's like you know, where do these things come from? If they're coming from China, there's a tariff on it coming to the US. Now I, I remember I, I posted that on that thread of someone posted about the Neos not being around, like they've been sold out for a while. And you know, my thing was like, oh maybe because of tariffs they they're not importing it because they don't know what to do about the extra taxes and charges and stuff, right? Like do they charge the customer? Do they eat the cost? You know, what did how do they get it so that way, you know, they'll still sell them and not disappoint the customer so much by jacking something that's two fifty to three hundred dollars. And that's like express for three hundred dollars would be that'd be a hard pill to swallow, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean in one shot. You know? Yeah. If I could build up to it, like buy one piece and then add to it a couple months later. Yeah, I that's, mean that's I, not as bad for me. Maybe there's I mean, a, uh, sorry, go. Uh maybe there's a container on the way to Mexico and they're gonna load them on trucks and drive them to the US. <laughs> yeah. Take Canada. Longer. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> well, they will be stopped at the border under the current administration. I know that much. Yeah, that's why I think Canada would be easier. 
won't be a green light. But even then, like, I mean, then you're you're talking about import, like, you know, customs, right? Like, there's going to be some fees to that, too. They're really yeah. busy digging a tunnel right now to get our V-bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like... <sighs> Just drop them in with drones. Yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. and we'll, we'll have to see what how these companies handle the tariffs because... I'm sure everyone's being affected by it. I don't think it's just going to be Mikado, you know. I don't think it's just going to be, you know, any oh, other. That, absolutely. Company. Everyone. It's, because I think ev- many, Everything we buy is going to be affected by it, yeah, which is everything. Pretty much everything we get is from China. But, I mean, things like, I know things that are from, like, Taiwan or, you know, Thailand or, I don't know, the other countries down in Southeast Asia, they don't, they're not getting affected, I don't think, by this. So, like, Canomod, right? Canomod is, I think, made in... No, like, well, let's think about Luca, right? All his well, stuff Luca, comes yeah. from Vietnam, right? Yeah. So, I don't think there's there's no tariffs on that, right? I haven't seen any bump in any Oxy parts that I've ordered. And okay. I've just ordered them just recently. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I didn't see anything. You know, and then I think someone said on the, that V-Bar post that they're like, Oh, but they don't get imported to direct, directly to the U.S. They go to Germany first, which, in my opinion, I don't understand that. Like, if your your market is in Germany, sure, you ship some to Germany, but your market is in the U.S., you ship directly to the U.S. Why go? Well, there might be an issue with clones that they're trying to avoid. So there might be some something they're adding in Germany that is proprietary to Mikado because you notice there's... There's no, there's no clones of anything. Or they could be doing the final testing, or, or sure, something like that. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's less of the clones, to be frank, uh, Kevin. Kevin. I th- yeah, I think it's like, I think it's more like because there was a mini V bar clone, and Gawi has their version, which is not a clone. That's it's uh, you know an actual mini V bar, but you know like that K bar and the Foo bar and whatever other bars out there. Um, I don't know if anyone's. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a Neo clone per se. So maybe you're right. Maybe they are doing something to it. But I don't. I don't. You know, well, like I don't think. You know what? I don't think they do it because you can only run it with the the V control, right? Well, I guess you can no, run it. The, the whole um, registration and the the V Dobby thing on the website and all. I think that's what all that's for. Just prevent the the software. All that admin and all that into their system might be done in Germany there. They might just, you know, yeah, China can make as many as you want, put a different serial number on or whatever they program into it, and then, you know, or or, or Germany's doing all the programming. Who knows? You know, you don't know. That might add to the cost, too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Kevin. They build the hardware over there, but then yeah. they uh, load the firmware in Germany. Right, right. So that's like... You need to get Joey Mikado on the show, dude, and ask him all these hard-hitting <laughs> questions. Yeah, we should... Get Gorgon or get um, Brian at least, yeah. Get Brian on the show. No, I want to talk yes. to Joey Mikado. <laughs> yeah, I never met Joey Mikado. No, he's Bayonne. Bayonne? Bayonne yeah. or Brooklyn? Which one? Bayonne or Brooklyn? Probably built. Probably both. There's yeah, probably, probably a, he has a house in both. Of course, <laughs> of course. This, this is Joey Mikado. Come on, D Joey Mikado. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean it's interesting. We'll see. I guess you know time will tell with this whole tariff stuff, and and I'm sure if they got a new version of Neo Camille, 
Ooh. I'm just looking at those old Neos <laughs> for half the price. Come on, baby. Let me get some more Neos. Right. I got some plays. I want to put some Neos in. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. I mean, some of I think some speculation was also that they were going to come basically stock with a metal case on them instead of yeah, that would be nice. Yes, yes, that'd be real nice because you know that is that's not a flaw in their design. I would say, but it's it's a weak point. <laughs> what would you, you know? call it? A weak point. <laughs> it's just a. You know, if you never take it off the helicopter and never crash the helicopter, those plastic cases are perfect. <laughs> so if you set it on your shelf in your closet, it'd be fine, right? But yeah. if you actually use it, then it's it's flawed. Okay, I see what you're those, saying. Those ones that Anthony Garcia still has are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and they're no, not seriously. they're not they're not in his closet. They're just sitting oh. on his floor in his bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say that leaves me out putting on a model and crashing it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. How much more does a, is a metal case going to, I mean, unless it's direct hit on it, how much more of a metal case is going to, yeah, uh, I always think vibration and that kind of thing. I think the impact. metal case is more for when you remove it and put it on a new heli. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're totally redoing it, they could just easily just make a better plastic case. I mean, they could just redesign the mold a little bit and beef it up. And probably oh, all they have to do is make it so sure. you bolt it in. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly. have to have those tabs. The tabs were there, the weak point, right? Right. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. A, a plastic case would be fine. They just need to tweak their design a little bit. It'd be interesting to see. Um, Ed. Yes. Thick mover. Why don't you give yeah. us a rundown on that? Because none of us have any real experience with it. I know, Andy, you played with it a little bit at Urcha, right? Mm-hmm. I need to get more time on it, but uh, it does what it says it does. It moves the sticks, uh, but it's an odd feeling to uh, look at the helicopter on the screen doing something and having the sticks force your fingers around rather than you moving the sticks around. Uh, yeah. It definitely takes some getting used to. Yeah. If you get used to that uh, and use it just for, uh, you have to relax and just kind of watch the heli fly and just let your, your fingers rest on the sticks and follow it around. I, I think you could probably pick up some skills on it. I mean, there's one or two maneuvers that I downloaded. They give you, uh, I was on the, uh, the early release of it. So they gave you a coupon for like 50 uh, maneuvers for free or part of the initial purchase price. And, uh, and one of them was uh, – I had it downloaded because I, I wanted to see what it was. It's called a Woogle. And uh, basically you're doing an aileron roll from right to left. Uh, you make your right hand turn while you're still doing the aileron roll. Then you come across the field again. And when you get center line of the field, you do a rolling aileron loop and come out of it, finish your turn on the right-hand side of the field, and then – stop doing your aileron and level out and that maneuver over the top is totally opposite of what i thought the stick moves would have been oh wow i'm nowhere near even attempting the maneuver but i just had to try it and i was going through like i could follow the aileron roll i could follow it through the turn i said okay this makes sense i got over the top of the loop and i'm like what the hell was that (laughs) 
decide just yeah, how I think it goes. Once it goes inverted, it's got to be different, right? It's got to be opposite controls, right? Uh, it, it became weird. Uh, and mm. actually, Derek, Derek was at a field uh, fly-in once, and I described this maneuver to him, and uh, he did it, but he says it, it wasn't pretty, and he said that is, you know, it's definitely unique. It's, it's something you have to work on quite a bit to get it down pat, but mm. uh, you know he pulled it off naturally. The guy's got incredible skills. Yeah, man. But where well, uh, I can see that thing coming into play for me, where I'm at now, is just learning to fly backwards. Like, okay, now which way does the rudder go as you're coming like left to right and turning, and then when it's inverted, which way does the rudder go when you're turning inverted, and then you know how do the sticks move together? You know, flying backwards now inverted. I don't feel like that would. I don't know if that would help you though. Like, I mean, I I that would help me initially. I don't know because it's like. But it's it's not you doing it though. Like it's. But that's what I learned in the sim. That's what I used the sim for. You were doing it though. It's different when you're telling yourself, "I got to move this left or right." Right, but initially, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, see what combinations. Now, the nice thing is uh, I know it works with Next, and I think they're pretty close to getting it to work with AccuRC. Uh, Let's say you want to do that backwards maneuver. Steve knows how to do it. You don't. You plug the stick mover into the same computer that Steve's simming on, and I think you might be able to do it remotely too. And Steve can can do the maneuver, and your sticks will show you what the maneuver feels like. Yeah, they're doing that at Urcha, right? Yeah. Aren't they doing that at at Rybert's event, didn't somebody have a stick mover? I think also? Bert, maybe no, or Kyle. Bert might have had. No, Bert wasn't there, but maybe Kyle. I don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't. Was, um, I don't. I thought it was it uh, the the. Oh, I forget his name now. The the kid that was flying for Takumi. Didn't oh, he have Justin one? Taylor had one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know he had one. I didn't get a chance to play with it. But because yeah, I, mean, I was busting Bill's chops. Because he was playing with Justin's stick mover. (laughs) (laughs) I can remember Uh, that much. (laughs) uh, The other maneuver I downloaded was the Piro Flip. I heard it goes right into a double Piro Flip, right? Exactly. I I started the first maneuver, and I saw Mentally, I have the mechanics down for the Piro Flip. I said, let me see how the sticks feel. But now they're doing two rotations per flip. I said, what the hell is this? Yeah. It threw me totally off, and I was like, you know what? I said, let me get the pure flip down on the sim, and then I'll revisit the stick mover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get your so heavy first. Yeah, you've not had a chance to. I I was curious if you say the pure flip, if you just um, did it over and over, you know, just relax and and just let it play over and over for five ten minutes, but do that three or four times a week like if if it would start if you'd start to gain it wouldn't really be the muscle memory it's but hand eye coordination yeah if you'd start to to gain something from that because I, I, I feel sure like it's it it's something that's going to take time kind of like a regimented uh sim you know you need to do something do it every day for five minutes a day for a week and i wonder how that would work i mean it almost reminds me Back in the day when I, I was on a bowling league, there was some instructional bowling tapes out. But the one that helped me the most was just that. It was a video of a guy, a pro bowler, with their approach and a release. And it was set to uh, music with a beat to it. 
And so it had played, a cadence to it. Yeah. Yeah. You played that over and over again. And then when you actually went out bowling, you had that cadence or that beat in your head and your timing on the approach and release of the ball was spot perfect. I was like, mm -hmm. wow, that I mean it helped, but you had to psychologically play this thing over and over and over in yeah. your head. So I just the, wonder how that would work because I don't think just doing it two or three times you're going to probably learn a whole lot. But I wonder well, that, if you did it every time for a week, what would happen? And the nice thing, too, is let's say it's a, it's a maneuver that you're trying for the first time. You could set like four sequences or three sequences. You could do the first sequence at 25% of real speed. Oh, the okay. Next one at down. 50%. Right. Keep speeding it up. Yep. So, and you could adjust the amount of times it repeats the 25% one. So you could repeat 25% twice. You could repeat 50, like four times, 75%, mm -hmm. six times and a hundred percent, you know, like three times mm -hmm. and, and, and go through that. You'll, you'll pick it up. I haven't had the time to really sit down and do a regimen on the, the one maneuver and then take it into the sim and take it into the field. But yeah, it has Is potential. That That'd be the real test of it. Like take one maneuver and see if you can, like the double pyro flip, go from not knowing it at all to doing it at the field. Like if you could do that, then I feel like the product would be successful. And yeah. It would do what it what it's supposed to do, right? And I feel like this product would be. It's not even. I don't think this product's meant for a beginner. I think that like if what what okay let me ask this first Ed what kind of maneuvers can you download for that? Um, How basic does it go? I, I believe I'm gonna have to pull it up again, but I believe they had standard bank turns, uh, you know, and loops and you know basic maneuvers as far what I would consider basic maneuvers. Uh, what about like basic orientation? No, I mean it's not gonna teach you nose in. No, it's not gonna have a maneuver for that. That's I yeah, think, I would think you'd need that first. I think real flight is your staple for that. Yeah, Actually, the orientation I, training, yeah. I think the best one in real flight is you, you follow the ghost helicopter around. Uh, I think there's yeah. like, what, 20 or 25 different well, I don't positions. think I've ever did that one before. So, so you try that. that that's <laughs> killer. so damn hard. <laughs> I mean, I tried the orientation one, and I couldn't keep it in a damn circle. It would just... <laughs> constantly just crash. Hell and no, crash. The ghost one is harder than that, because you got to keep it like Right you on have the to be able to hover like perfectly within this silhouette of the helicopter. Yeah, it yeah. like seven or eight seconds, and then it moves you on uh -huh. to the next orientation. And I, I remember I haven't done it in a while, and I actually should because it, it definitely reinforces your orientations. Yeah. But you, you think you're good at hovering? Do that and see how far you get. So, I know so I'm terrible at hovering. That's why I don't. I try not to hover. <laughs> if I'm they, hovering, at least pirouetting or doing something, because I can't keep the damn helicopter in one place. You get into the like the eleventh or the twelfth step, then it flips inverted, and you're like, "What the hell?" Oh, then I'm totally screwed. <laughs> but I'm good at hovering when the model's on the ground. <laughs> that's when I'm good at it. That's a double stationary hover. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, that that one in real flight, I think that's probably for a beginner. That's the best way to reinforce your orientations. Is that uh, I forgot the hell what it was called, but I call it the ghost hover. It's just silhouette of this. I think it's orientation know. trainer. AccuRC okay. has it as well. Oh Same yeah, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. huh. You do like five seconds tail in, and you go side in. You get you go through all the different orientations. 
and it, it only starts counting when you're actually lined up with the, the ghost tally, as you call it, the silhouette. So if you drift out, then your timer starts over. Yep. You have to oh, hold boy. it perfectly in there. Yeah, you have to have it inside a little circle or box or something. I tried that. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like the stick mover, like, for me, I you know, I'm an intermediate pilot that, like, I'm my next thing I really want to learn is like that double, like the full stir pyro flips, right? So like, yeah, the pyro training, I can probably do the double, like using the stick mover. I can see probably where um, it could benefit me personally, just because I need what I need to learn is where what what am I following on the stir? Like I could, you know, anyone could just do a circle on the stick, but what am I visually following to keep that nose and the, you know keep it level and then pop it back up and then flip it and rotate it and then keep it level again. Like that's the problem I have. And I feel like something like the stick mover would help, but I don't think that would help someone who doesn't know how to do pure half pure flip because you don't, you're not you, like even a half pure flip. You need to know what you're spotting. And I, I spot the tail, but you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to describe, but it's like, how, how do you go from, say just forward flight or sport flying into ha- double rotating pyro flips when you you know when you don't even know what to track when you're doing half pyro flips no i i got you i mean and that it would give you the opportunity to feel the sticks through the maneuver and then pick up a, a spot on the heli whether you follow the nose the tail the skids yeah 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 and then speed I think it the up slowing the slowing of it down would help uh especially with the full pyro flip because at what point am I, you know, tail around in relationship to like for me first, it's the sticks. Like what are the sticks doing? And then it's don't fly the sticks, fly the model. But what point am I coming around in one? Like it's all timing too. at one point. Am I making the small circle in relation to the left hand, you know? So that's what where that would slowing that down. I would be like, okay, I'm either at, you know, full this or that or halfway through this on the left by the time I'm coming around again. I mean, if you're thinking about it like that, I think it might be too late. It's, I mean, you can slow it down on, on AccuRC too, but I feel like, like for me, when I'm, I'm learning the full stir, right? And currently right now, what I'm spotting is the nose. So when I'm, you know, when I'm going around and I, my stick's about to hit that front, that nose better be down because I'm pushing that nose up. You know what I mean? Like, when I when it goes inverted, so it's like that's how I'm currently trying to learn the timing, but I don't know if that's right or not, and I don't know if it even works for me because it's weird when I do the double stir or like the double pyro flips or like say one full rotation per half pyro half flip. Right. When I'm learning that, doing left rudder, I'm having a really hard time doing it like without thinking. You know, sometimes if I do crazy six, I can get the timing right and do it. But, you know, when I'm actually trying to concentrate and like, what am I spotting? Where am I? Where should I be with this stir? How fast should I be stirring by looking at the model? Um, but it's weird when I do the, the right rudder. I, I have a hard time doing a half pure flip right rudder. But if I'm doing a, a pure stir right rudder, I can do it easier. And I think that's because my mind can spot a right rudder easier than a left rudder. I don't know why. I don't. I, it doesn't make any sense to me because all I do is left rudder maneuvers. But I just noticed, like the other day when I was sitting, I was like, "Why does the right rudder feel more comfortable now?" Well, what I found in doing a lot of stuff both directions from the start is that you know you're definitely 
pulling in one one direction with one maneuver and then you're pushing in the other and sometimes the pushing seems like you're going as far as the pulling but you're not so you're you actually have to push further so maybe it's just how your fingers are you know set up on that on the sticks as you're going to could be i don't i don't know yeah. and i'm not saying the stick mover thing is the be all end all i would no, definitely no, no, not. use it as a tool yeah you know but it would it would help me as to you know where am i halfway through a maneuver like when if you could slow it down like that yeah 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 you know as you look at the model and i, yeah, I, mean, I think sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say one of the things i think we, we all fall into i mean we, we all want to do the fancy maneuver uh you know well whatever our favorites are i mean i, I have a few out there that i really mm-hmm. love to do but i I've reserved myself to the fact until I can master every orientation of a helicopter, just a normal flight, not doing any type of pyro flip or rolling circle, uh, I, I shouldn't be even attempting those. Uh, if you can't take your helicopter, flip it inverted, turn it left 45 degrees, and then fly away forward into a bank turn inverted or a backwards turn inverted, then you should be doing a pyro flip. I mean, you can no, probably, I totally agree with you. Very you true. Can, you can probably do it. I mean, most of us can put the stick star together and, and pull off a you know, a sloppy pyro flip, but if it comes out cockeyed and you're not used to that orientation and it comes out of that flip out, yeah. you, you, you've got your hands full. Well, rescue, rescue will take care of it. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely hold. right. Though, right. I mean, that's I was in that boat where I was doing the half pyros, and if it got in a certain orientation, yeah, I had to hit rescue. Now I can kind of, like Steve was saying last episode, you know, now I could kind of stop halfway through it and then drive around inverted. But that comes from, yeah, you definitely have to get those orientations down. Definitely. And then that's just going to help you out with anything you do. Yeah. 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 Definitely need orientation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely need that. (laughs) One of the things they do on the sim, you take it up in the air, close your eyes, you start the sticks around and you open your eyes and see if you can recover the heli before it hits the ground. Yep. Wait, do people do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good practice. I, you know, to to, to pull off. You know, first of all, you got to figure out what the orientation is, and then you got to make the correct corrections to get it stable again. So, it's kind of akin to coming out of a maneuver bad, and you don't know which way it's facing and which angle the disc is at. So, mm-hmm. just another thing to practice. But orientations are key. I mean, they're boring. Uh, Nobody wants to religiously practice them, but I mean, you speak to at least the pros that'll be honest with you. I mean, Derek is a great guy and he'll tell you anything you want to know. And if you ask him, how can I do a maneuver like that? He says, do you know every one of your orientations inverted right side up, you know, this angle, that angle. And if you don't know one of them, then you you can't be as good as, you know, he is or the pro pilots are. You, you can't, right. you can't think about, which way is it facing? You have to instinctively know which way it's facing. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's tough. We all want to have fun. We all, you know, want to do the fancy stuff, but uh, yeah, because it's a hobby. You know, we don't want to like it, right. we want to put the time and effort in, but not like to the point where it feels like work. Exactly. You know. So, and I don't know if this has happened with you guys, but as I've been learning the different flying backwards, flying forwards, you know, uh, inverted type of things. Uh, as I get into certain maneuvers, because I'm not, because I haven't just flipped it over, and now I know, you know, I pull it, pull the stick towards me, it comes towards me, push it away, it goes away. You know, if I do something and then get into that same 
orientation for a while there i was like well i'm in the same orientation but my mind wasn't connecting dots that hey you're you're back to the same one i don't know if that's happened to you guys it was it was for about a week there like i was having trouble with just the fact that i'm inverted and nose in and i'm back to that i should know what to do but because i was coming out of something crazy or from something else i, I really had to think about it and i think that's from lack of practice doing those orientations you know yeah. i remember remember the rchn guys talking about the same thing we're, we're going through and you know i think it was nick was saying you know he could do a backwards hurricane and uh he could do it from four o'clock to eight o'clock but from eight o'clock to four on the bottom he just holds the sticks in that position and hopes it flies through mm-hmm. you know it lets it fly through but he he did, didn't feel that he had actual full command of the helicopter in that position of the hurricane and again it's like you say that part of the orientation he wasn't comfortable with so he just let it fly through and then continue doing his maneuvers on the, the top side of the hurricane. I, I feel like for myself, the orientation has started, it definitely started to click. So I, I can usually bail myself out of most weird, like outputs of if I do a maneuver and I, my timing gets thrown off. Um, and I could just fly through it. Like, okay, I'm this way now. Okay. I'll just push it to push the heli that way. And then, you know, whip it around and kind of, regain my composure and fly again um but yeah i mean i noticed like i i still don't have 400 percent confidence in my orientation because i know when i'm making when i'm doing a maneuver and i have to make a correction it's like correct oh wrong way correct <laughs> you know it's like oh okay there's the right one you know so um you know. but even seeing that though i think is a step in the right direction definitely because i've even noticed that with flying inverted with the planes after, you know, going back to planes, not flying planes for a while. Well, especially the rudder, right? It's like, oop, wrong way in the rudder. Yeah. When, when you're doing yeah. the inverted, yeah, rudder. Yeah, exactly. You know it, you change it, and you're, it doesn't throw you like it used to. Or, you know, you're yeah. like, okay, right. I'm a little rusty, and now next time around, I'm okay. It's definitely a step in the right direction because when you start, you just don't know even what to do. And when you move it the wrong way, you're like, oh, that didn't work. Let me move it some more the wrong way <laughs> right yeah. yeah but you but you get to where you you can bump it just a little bit and you're like oh wrong way yeah. and then the next steps you don't even think about it. you just always go the correct way so you're moving right. in the right direction yeah yeah oh, we'll see and that's cool though stick mover i mean i think definitely it's going to be cool for those intermediate pilots that are trying to like just learn a little bit more advanced stuff. Like, I don't know if it'll help you doing TikToks because to me, TikToks are, it's all about timing and the way that the helicopter is reacting to your mistiming, you know? Yeah. So if your, your timing is off and you're not giving enough, you know, say cyclic throw compared to collective, it's like, you know, that helicopter starts to drop or it starts to like go towards you or goes away from you, you know? And that's all to me, it's timing. It's all time. Yeah, but it could be good for knowing how much the ratio of uh, cyclic to collective. A lot of people have that totally screwed up when they start out. Yeah, but that doesn't teach you. Like, that'll teach you how to, like, if if the helicopter would stay perfectly in that one spot, then your your amount of cyclic and collective will stay the same. But that's not in real life, you know? Like, uh, every time I do TikToks, each throw 
you know, forward and back is different. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, you know, when you first start out, you're using a lot of collective. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, but then you figure out that you use less collective and a lot of cyclic. That's and all and I'm that's, saying. That's collective management and, and for everyone in, as a beginner. So I wonder on that aspect, collective management, does it help you with that? Well, it's only going to give whatever collective required to do the maneuver. So if yeah. if you're thinking it's going to be more than that, you, you'll be surprised right. at how little is involved. Right. Kind of like how Andy's saying with the, the TikToks, right? To know that you don't give a lot of cyclic, I mean, collective at all. It bounces like, you know, well, it's a, you know, that, that maneuver to Woogle when you're doing the aileron rolls and you're coming over the top of the loop. That's what threw me off was the amount of negative and positive collective you were given coming over the top and coming over the backside of the loop. I was like totally thrown off by how little you were given in the negative side, how much more you had to give in the positive side. Mm. Well, I think certain maneuvers though, Steve, like TikToks, you're definitely going to be, it's definitely model, different models that react differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, the weight uh, of the, the models, the, the how fast the, cyclic is. Yeah. The stick mover might initially show you, how to do it but then i mean you definitely hit it on the head when you said you know you got to get your timing right and the collective and all that but uh that's some of the maneuvers i think translate differently dependent on the the size of the maneuver the model and the weight of it and next time we get together i'll throw the uh the program on the laptop and bring the stick mover out you guys can play around with it i'm definitely want to check it out um cool so Let's see. Steve here. will be doing woogles. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Like, I you'll, mean, I kind of. You'll like, see. You're, you're saying you're doing aileron rolls as you do a loop, right? Like a looping aileron roll. As as you're flying, you're flying right to left. Uh, you come mid stage or center stage. You yeah. start your aileron rolls while. So are you tail in or nose in or something? Or you're what? going from right to left. Okay, you're so flying. you're your nose left or. Yeah, it's the side left side of the helicopter's facing you. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you get center stage, you start your aileron rolls, but you keep forward flight. Uh huh. And so you get roll, down to the roll. left uh-huh. end to the field. You cont- you're still doing aileron rolls. You you make a right turn, coming back at yourself. And when you get center stage again, you pull up into a loop while doing aileron rolls. You never stop the the roll, and you come over the top of the loop, come back down the backside, through the bottom of the loop all the way to the right-hand side of the field, make another right-hand turn, and when you get back to center stage, you stop the aileron rolls, and yeah, the maneuver's complete. Wow. I'd have to see yeah, I know. What's it called again? A woogle? A woogle, W-O-O-G-L-E. Didn't they have one called a woohoo? Yeah, the woohoo. I'm, I'm curious. I thought a woogle was a Sid and Marty Croft show from, like, <laughs> the 70s. The woogles? Uh I think I remember something like that back in the day. A, a 60s Beatles ripoff band? The Woogles. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think uh, Alex Rose was on the the, mm-hmm. the Hooligans podcast, and uh, we were talking about the stick maneuver stick mover when I first got it. And uh, I said, a Woogle? What the hell's a Woogle? And he said, I got to know what that is. So I, uh, that was, right. There's was like a the second- lot of weird names on these maneuvers. Yeah. So that was the second one I downloaded, and I I followed it through, and I was like, "Holy crap! No, no way! Not not in uh, the next couple of years before I attempt that thing." It's it's all good. They do have a lot of strange maneuvers there. Yeah, what's a waltz? I don't know. I'd have or a to, tiger? 
it gives you the chance to play it before you buy it. So you can, uh, you know, download, no, I guess demo not download it. It, look at the video of it and see what the actual maneuver consists of. It won't do the sticks for you, but you could see the, the helicopter fly the maneuver. Okay. Okay. Because there's Sidewinder or Semo, S-E-M-M-E-O. Semo. Never heard of it. That sounds like a vodka lime drink. And Sidewinder. <laughs> That's sidecar. Sorry. Like in an airplane scale, what's a golf ball? <laughs> it, it might translate to something we call something totally different over here in the States. I think that's a lot of European designations for maneuvers. You take Could off, be. you fly full speed, and then hit a hole in the ground. <laughs> hole in one. Nice. I, I could do that. <laughs> that's cool, though. Huh. Actually, when I first started flying planes, I did that. And I did it at a golf course, too. You'll see, you did a golf ball. There you go. <laughs> and and Ed, are you a a, a pincher or a thumber? Because I wonder I how that I wonder how that works with the stick mover. Uh, I I felt okay with it, other than the fact that the sticks are pushing you around rather than you know your mind moving the sticks. That's sure, the yeah. only disconnect. But we're, I have. we're like like you pinch on what your right hand or left hand? Both. Hybrid. Oh, so you oh I, you put your thumbs on top and then you you guide your your sticks in the front with your pointer, right? Exactly. And if things get kind of hot and heavy, all that index finger kind of disappears a little bit. Yeah. And you just and then it comes okay. back. Yeah. Because I wonder how that feels like with two fingers having to follow a stick, you know, like one, like one finger. Okay. I can kind of see just your thumbs on top, you know, and the things doing the moves and you kind of get used to it. But then if you got now, because now you're, you have two fingers basically holding the stick. So there's an articula- artic- articulating, you know, uh, your fingers have to articulate in such a weird way. I wonder how that would feel with the stick mover. I, I just got to try it out, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's unique. You have to relax. You, you can't uh, you can't want to try the maneuver. You, you kind of have to succumb to the stick mover and just follow it. I succumb to no one. Oh. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess you'd have to. I just I'll just get drunk and be like, Ooh, my fingers all sloppy. <laughs> You'll learn a lot then. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> I was doing it great last night, man. Yeah, man. So, Ed, can we ask you what's going on with the the Hooligans podcast? Uh, it's alive. Uh, it's still there. Uh, Walt has been busy with his uh, business, and uh, you know they had the hurricane hit down there, so I'm sure yeah. he's been yeah. running, uh, putting out fires. Uh, if any areas got flooded, I'm sure they're looking at new uh, compressor installs and uh, air conditioner repairs. And I, I think they use the heat pumps down there as well, too. So getting, oh, wow. getting ready for the chilly weather, they, they have to have the system back up and running. So he's probably driving himself crazy doing uh, repairs and, uh, you know, replacements. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when, when Walt gets the time, I mean, he's got a family, too, and t- two kids and a wife to take care of. So... Uh, when a spare time does present itself, uh, we will crank out another podcast. Uh, we haven't given it up. You just can't be dedicated every week like you guys can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say we have no lives. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, <laughs> if you guys don't want to go through the hassle of editing or whatnot, just come on the show, you know, anytime you, we want. I oh, appreciate that, Kevin. I'll Definitely. Either Walt will hear it or <laughs> I'll, I'll communicate to him. I'll actually... Uh, talk to him uh, either tonight if it's not too late or tomorrow and apologize 
Uh, what? What? What do you got to apologize for? I don't know, Walt. I had a, a, a lax of memory and stuff. I, I, I don't know what. I, I wound up on a show with this guy, Steve and Kevin and Andy. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, you know, Walt, it feels so good to be wanted again. Because <laughs> oh, I know, I know half of the battle is recording and then the editing comes yeah. and the posting and all that. So yes. that's why I was, you know, definitely offer yeah. that up. Because if his time's limited, maybe you can come on for an hour, you know? It's and, uh, no, I mean, I definitely I, go that route. I've offered to Walt the, the the same thing too. I said, you know, if you don't have the time to edit the show, I'll do it and whatever. But he, you know, he takes pride in putting his artistic spin on the intro and the outro and uh, yeah. the editing. Yeah, pretty much for the most part, uh, if we you know have a decent guest or it's just the two of us talking, it's uh, minimal. Uh, it usually runs pretty smooth. But uh, it's just oh, geez, not like the train wreck we have over here. <laughs> no, you, you guys don't, like don't tell Kevin that. You guys are definitely it's very unique. difficult every time. <laughs> don't let him think there's easier ways to do this. That's it. I'm joining the hooligans. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. I definitely oh, appreciate the offer, Kevin. Uh, and like I said, again, it, it feels like cheating being on a show without Walt here, but uh, I, he's, you know, he's got a lot of things going on at home. So hopefully once. Carolinas gets squared away from the hurricane and uh, he gets into his off season. We'll, we'll crank him back out. Yeah. yeah. I, I know with, with all seriousness, man, after Sandy up here, we had guys that were running for like six months straight before they had a break. I mean, it was just, and like you said, now he's got the cold season coming on. So he's probably battling that. Yeah. It's, I mean, like I say, we can relate. I mean, we, we got hit with Sandy that time and, you know, people don't realize it, but you know, I've, I've seen it. We got involved in the aftermath because of the generators. I worked for uh, mm-hmm. a Caterpillar engine dealer at the time. And when you see cars going into the uh, battery tunnel like it was a drain, and, and yeah. just pieces of debris getting sucked into the tunnel with the massive amounts of water, I was like, oh, my God. It took them weeks to get that tunnel pumped out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, de- definitely uh, Mother Nature is a, a tough one to come back from, but we rebound. Uh-huh. Definitely. We will persevere. Oh, they're so, showing the videos of that, the, the hurricane that hit the uh, Florida Gulf or the Panhandle, and there was a whole row of houses, and one guy just on. recently built a hurricane-proof house, and it was the only one still standing on that coastline. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's decimated. There was, there was like, you're like, oh, why is there so much open? Oh no, there was a house there. <laughs> like, there's part of a foundation. Damn, because yeah. you think it was just open, and like it was just, it's just got washed, like wiped away. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, you know, up here too. I mean, we we had boats and streets in Staten Island, and we had houses in marinas. Yeah. Yep. Everything got shuffled around. Anything else you want to talk about, Ed? No, it's like I say, just. Uh, Flying when I can and uh, building when I can buy. Uh, enjoying the hobby. Trying to keep the manufacturers happy and uh, occupy my time. Nice. What do you sweet think, Ed, about the whole FAA thing? I mean, without getting – I know this is a long subject. but <laughs> oh, We're going to add another hour to the show. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> See, yeah, it's still well, I just thought we'd get your quick take on it because we've not – I've not had a chance to like really research it a whole lot and read all the particulars. I mean, I I, I don't think it's going to be good in any way, but well, I was just wondering if you, what your opinions and thoughts were. Uh, well, 
uh, first off, a, a little disappointed in uh, the AMA. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know they just a little. Uh, well, they went with good intentions to try to yeah. help Congress understand. Uh, unfortunately, the hobby, rather than just focus on helping Congress understand that there's a difference between the GPS guided multi rotors and the line of sight hobby that we're involved in. Uh, mm -hmm. Congress just grouped everybody into the one category. They think all our models are GPS guided and can fly miles away without our intervention. And they become all skittered, skitter, skitterish or sk uh, concerned. Skittish? Skittish, yeah. thank you very much. Uh, concerned about what our, our models potentially could do in the wrong hands. Uh, and this latest reauthorization act, I, I, I actually had some time over the weekend, two weekends ago, and I downloaded that document. It's 1,240-something pages, mm -hmm. of which in the middle about 20 pages are concerned about the multi-rotor and remote control hobby, yeah. of, of which I think a page and a half or two pages is concerning our uh, line of sight models and our self-regulating hobby that we have had for the past, you know, 50, 60 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was also a section in that reauthorization act on lactation rooms. Well, there's like, a whole bunch of it. Like I tried to start reading it one night and I, so I just started skimming. I never even found the RC section. I just give up because there was all kinds of healthcare stuff. And then yep. there's, there's hurricane relief stuff and there's, I, it's really surprising to me because I'm not really into politics. Well, it's not surprising, but it's it's uh, astonishing how many different, totally unrelated things can be in one bill. The, I shouldn't be allowed. I mean, it's, it's no, crazy. I it makes no sense no. whatsoever. Yeah. You it's got like completely, a, totally different things all in the, crammed into one bill that gets shoved through. It makes like no sense. Package deal. There's portions in there that shouldn't make it through, but mm -hmm. there's other portions that if somebody wanted to really make a scene about it, they'll like say, well, how could you not vote this through? This, this yeah. is really good for hurricane relief or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, you'd be an idiot yeah. if you said no to it, but if you say yes to it, all this other crap comes flowing exactly. in with it, the one it, good thing. You're right. It totally should not be allowed. That makes no sense whatsoever. You wonder how a guy like John Kerry could say, I voted sure i voted for it before i voted against it it's exactly what happened to the guy he probably got caught in one of these type of things where i didn't want to vote for that or you know they pack so much yeah, so many things any, in any senator or congressman or something you look up the record and it's like well why would you vote against like a hurricane cleanup hurricane relief yeah or, or something it's like well if you really read the bill there was a whole bunch of other crap that was totally terrible so we had to vote no and then put the hurricane stuff on another bill it's just it's just a totally convoluted, fucked and up system. I wonder how many of them actually read the whole thing. Oh, zero. I'll tell you that right now. The whole thing? Zero. They had five days to read 1,200 pages. I, you know, it's like, hey, Bob, what are you voting for? Oh, okay, yeah, I'll vote Pro for that. Probably got an assistant or an intern that reads it. And even then, they're giving cliff notes, and you think this little RC blurb even deserves a cliff note yeah. to them? We're such a, a minuscule uh, portion of the whole population. 
And still ain't right. It was still part of the population. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree 100%. It's just one of their constituents comes along and says, oh, this reauthorization act's coming up and there's a good section in there on hurricane relief. You know, Bob, I want you to vote, you know, vote for that bill. Okay, yeah, no problem. There's a check for $100,000 too. Yeah, or, yeah. or a bunch of, you know, healthcare stuff or something. I didn't even yeah. read it all, but yeah, there, there was a ton of, a ton of other things besides, uh, um, the, the, um, RC part. I, I, I questioned, you know, like you did, how is half the stuff even in here? If this is a FAA reauthorization act, that yes. should just concern the FAA, FAA yep. and our hobby, unfortunately, is being dragged into the FAA now. That's mm-hmm. it. That half of that stuff that was in there, I was like, this don't belong. Why? It's, well, that's our well-oiled government machine at work. Uh-huh. Huh? Sorry. Uh, someday it may never correct itself, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. We seem to have been doing it for the past what, 100 years or more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go back to committing my three felonies a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say the average person commits because they don't realize the seven billion laws that are out there. Uh, just driving into Manhattan's a felony. Yeah. Mm. For me, it is anyways. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... I I don't know if it's got fully through. I think it had to go uh, one more level before it became uh, official. It, it, mm, it I think it got signed uh, by the president in the law. Oh, I'm sure he read page one, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long before it actually takes effect. Yeah, it could could be a while. And the AMA says they're still going to bat for for us, but man. What's the you know the, the the big thing I see is they want transponders now on all the 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 aircraft, all the registered aircraft, which is our helis, you know, somebody else's plane. You're going to put a transponder on a foamy? I mean, yeah. how about they make the registered AMA flying sites no fly zones for these commercial drone deliveries or whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to. Implement yeah. on the commercial aspect. Boy, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> we well, said that last that. week. Yeah. See, it, Kevin, it, you said it's a good idea. We'll never see it. Uh, yeah, it'll be squished. This is, this is the United States government we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you know, and if you think about it, like, yeah, our flying sites don't move; they're there. So it's so easy for them to just be like, okay, don't fly that by that airport or that flying field or this, you know, monument. Done. They can route around everything. That's not a problem. It's not like we have like so many flying fields that they would have to zigzag through the country. No, it's not that I, much. I, right. You were at our field Sunday, and what? There's like one or two helicopters that flew pretty close to our field. Uh, every once in a while, we see a private airplane fly directly over the center of our field. But I, I mean, it's an airplane, full size airplane. It definitely yeah, looks uh, like it's above 400 feet. Yeah, yeah, the altitude they're flying at is it's, it's not a concern for us because we don't, you know, our, even our biggest helicopters, like seven, eight hundred size, even bigger ones, you know, we don't fly them that far away. <laughs> we, we have to fly them line of sight. What's the point? Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're Greg with his Oxy-4. Holy shit, he fucking <laughs> flies that thing in outer space, man. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, Greg, no, you know, don't, don't anyone get twisted. We don't, he doesn't fly above 400 feet, but he's 
close to 400 feet with that little thing, man. I could not see it. You'd be surprised. Uh, Oxy four, that's pretty high. When I first got my uh, Phantom, uh, I took it to the field, and, you know, flying it around. Did and, you go up to 400 feet to see where uh, that was? Up, went up to 398 feet, and visually, I had a tough time finding it. Was a dot. I had, I had to look into the display and see where the hell it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a phantom though. Um, And you can go over 400 feet. I mean, that's what's part of the law. They're changing that. But, but as of now and before this, as long as you had a visual line of sight, you weren't, it was totally legal to go over 400 feet. I know everybody thinks that you can't, but going over 400 foot, as long as you have uh that's still within the AMA rules because all yeah. the gliders in the giant scale planes, they go way over that all the time. Oh, easily. I mean, I could probably fly at my 800 yeah. logo, yeah. 800 up to 400 feet or above yeah. and still see it. But well, I but- just, just for curiosity, um, I done some really, really high autos the last time I flew my gasser. So, and I happen to have a variometer, on yeah, there, so what, Ed, because I was to? I was measuring the uh, the rate of ascent while I was tuning it just to see okay. performance differences. Um, the highest I got was uh, one thousand feet, wow. so it, it is wow. possible wow. to fly seven hundred to one thousand feet and auto it back down. <laughs> totally line <laughs> well, of sight. Th- they'll always come back down, but at a thousand feet, was it just <laughs> a dot, or could you uh, tell orientation? No, I could I could pretty well tell. Okay. I mean, I went as high as I could still see and tell the difference between the nose and the tail. You know what I mean? So that I could go up and then shut off and then to just do a real long, real slow floating auto. Okay. Come back down and land at my feet. So it is possible to, to auto from way above 400 feet. A thousand feet, really? I just, I, <laughs> like, I put a helicopter on the ground and walk a thousand paces. I would not be able to see that helicopter. Even like, if it was raised up so it was eye level. I just, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Just, it's just my sight. Uh, I, I, I would get bored waiting for it to get up to 1,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, mm. it doesn't take that long. No. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be able to see where my tail is when I'm doing my full, you know, stir pyro flips up there. What's the point then? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know that you want to do pyro flips up there. You can go up there and auto. I mean, I could see it enough to keep it flat and keep it, you know, going in the right direction. Hmm. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's like I said, we have local air traffic. Uh, there's a heliport uh, probably about a mile and a half away from us. And I don't know where these uh, private airplanes are taking off, but they're going over our airfield at their minimum altitude that they can fly sure. at. So. If I mean, we, those, we, those private airplanes aren't are still really up there. They're not like super. They're not super high. They're not you know, thirty thousand feet or anything like that. But they're a couple they're, thousand. Probably. They're a couple. Yeah, I mean, like five or six thousand. Yeah, uh, we we've had a few like Cessnas or Cubs fly. Oh, those. Yeah, yeah, like those. Two thousand. Yeah. yeah, those I could see two thousand, three thousand feet. But I don't think in like your G six, your G five, your private chartered plane jets. You know. Oh no, they're 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 up there. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the Cessna that flew over us a, a few times, he had to be between 500 and 1,000. He wasn't above 1,000. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the part that's um, funny is when you're flying like we are, line of sight, whether airplanes or, or helicopters, it is really, really not difficult 
to uh, avoid a full scale. You hear one coming, you just get down low. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, my I God, dude. We're flying at the same field that air, RC aircraft are flying, RC planes, and we can get out of the way of those. Yeah. Um, so, I mean. So, yeah. Full scale. It's Jeez. it's really not because I'm out here. I'm not at a uh, field. You know, I'm on my own property. I have helicopters go across, airplanes, all kinds of stuff. You just stay out of the way. It's really, really not difficult. But you're mentioning something that falls into a category that nobody really files stuff in anymore is common sense. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's going to stop me from taking a flight test drone that I've made with FPV, not registered to anything, and fly it into the White House? Absolutely nothing. Nothing could stop that. Nice knowing you, Kevin. I'm not going to be registered. I'm not going to be, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, Just like, I what does it, I mean, what does this, it stop some age. jackass in Dallas going into a, a no-gun zone movie theater and shooting people watching Batman? Nothing. The sign, because he didn't register the gun, it's absolutely pointless. Yeah, and that this is what it comes down to. They could put all these regulations to try to stop a specific group of folks that are like, you know, the malicious folks, the folks that buy these things and other, other, you know, out of either ignorance or stupidity or just malice, like, you know, do stupid shit with their DGIs or whatever they buy at the Best Buys or other stores. But those aren't the people that are going to ever do it. Like, like we're, we're not right. the people that are ever going to really try to do anything because we enjoy the hobby for what it is and not trying to. You know what happened to the guy that posted the videos on on YouTube, whether it was fake or not, whether it was Grand Theft Auto Five or or not. Where is the guy in Vegas that flew around the plane in Miami that that almost got hit by a helicopter? Where are those guys? Did they go after those guys? You got his YouTube information for crying out loud. Probably. You know. Probably. Do, do, do we ever hear any? Why don't? Why haven't we heard? If a thousand drone sightings or near misses are reported. Every year, yeah, which ninety percent are birds. They're not even fucking right. drones. Exactly. Well, why, why don't birds. why don't we hear anything about that? The media we should have heard. They're never going to follow up on the initial story. They want the sensational story, and then that's it. They're done. Yeah, because when they find out, oh well, it was a mistake, and okay, he got you know whatever he was let off, what? and no, there's no action taken. They're going to be like, there's no story in that. Let's find the next person that does no, something stupid. The damage the has already been done at that point. Yeah. 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 Nope fun to make the drones a big scary bad thing to to everyone it's like drones are looking in your window they're seeing you naked well unfortunately you know, your wife oh no sorry uh, our aircraft have been put in that category too so everybody know, thinks our helicopter has a camera on it you know that guy's uh you know 46 inch you know p51 warbird that's got a camera on it he's gonna look in my window I said, no he's not spying on me <laughs> he's got enough trouble trying to land that thing when <laughs> it's around. Well, yeah. that's the thing nobody gives a damn what you're doing so why would he buy spy on you exactly Just in general i'm i'm so mad i'm gonna fly into bill's head next time i see him <laughs> been there done that <laughs> oh that's right i have done that do you have it on video no, no we're not stupid we'll get it on video next time <laughs> We're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why all this like heat is coming down on us because it's like okay, fine. You know, you're a drone pilot or you're you're an AP guy that likes to fly around things, right? Fly around buildings, building, dive, and all this shit. If if that was just left in the community and like not go outside the community, no one would care because no one would know. But because they fucking publish that shit on YouTube and put it on Facebook and put it on all these sites that have you know crazy amount of 
public outreach that like sure the news channel see it and they're gonna run a story on it sure the government's gonna see it and they're gonna come to your house knocking your door about it like you know that's all these young guys look at me look what i do look at yeah. me yeah you too like, i watch it's, i watch wesley's gentleman and he does some amazing flights with his quad but never once do i see him do anything insane like crazy where the government has to get involved you know what i mean like he's flying around parking lot and trees and he's yeah yeah he's doing some acrobatic stuff in in a corporate office parking lot when it's a weekend and no one's there yeah that that stuff is awesome go to an abandoned building hell yeah you know go through those like abandoned warehouses and fly through them i love all that stuff but then you know when you start doing building dives in new york city during the broad daylight or something then you know that's what I was saying, flying through Manhattan. I mean, that's not a good idea. So. No, and like, what, what's going to happen? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You hit a glass, the glass fucking breaks, and then fucking that, all those shards come down on, you know, a group of people walking. Come down on Kevin's head while he's standing there. And now, there. years later, who ha- who who's ruined it for who? I mean, like, the, the, those guys probably don't even fly anymore. Yeah. And now we have to pay the price. Yeah. For them because we're stupid. grouped together with them, and that's what? the problem. You, you look which at the is, which is dumb. The whole FAA registration deal. Yeah. Did I? You guys filled that out when I first came out. At this, not one spot on there to put the serial number of the aircraft you're flying. Yeah, no matter. You, you put your information down there. They give you a number and they say, "Okay, you're good. We got you five dollars." And just no. put a sticker on your aircraft. And you five dollar means nothing. The sticker means nothing. Your name in their database means everything. Yeah, but it still doesn't prove if that aircraft that kevin was talking about that drone hits the side or you what you were talking about the side of a building in manhattan and it hits the ground and they look at the serial number on that drone who does it belong to well their point in the registration was you were you were registering as a pilot you weren't registering all your but every everything in your fleet it doesn't i know what you're saying no it doesn't it doesn't solve the problem because the person who's doing those building dives or doing anything crazy or illegal aren't putting the numbers on there anyways Exactly. So it doesn't. So, so it doesn't matter. I think the only reason they did that is that they they could get a group of names and say, okay, if we were gonna if we were gonna shut this down for everyone, how many people is everyone? Well, these are the people that care because they registered. Oh, it's only fifty thousand people. That's nothing. Fuck them. I, I still don't understand why they did that. Because they wanted our names in a database to know who are the hobbyists that care. Because those are the people that are going to register. There's people that that I know that didn't register for that because they oh, don't. Care. I wouldn't have registered if my club didn't require it. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason I registered. Even then, our club requires it. Do you think anyone from my club has ever gone and looked at my helicopter to see if I have a serial number? I don't have my. I don't even have my AMA numbers on my helicopters. No, I don't have that. But I have been, you know, approached as to whether I have a registration. And did they did they ask to that. show it? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce wanted to see it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. You didn't show him your registration number? No. Let me see. Let me send the email to Bruce. Yeah, send it to Bruce. <laughs> when was the last time I flew at Polda? Club here d- decided not to uh, require it because it wasn't an AMA re- yeah. requirement. So it's not a, it's some, not a some requirement. clubs don't even care. Yeah. But, you know, you you wanted to solve the problem before it even started. All these multi-rotor aircraft that became so popular so quickly, if you wanted to Best Buy and you wanted to buy it, DJI or an Autel or whatever they were selling, you have to produce your driver's license. And now your driver's license number is associated with the serial number of that aircraft. Yeah. There you know you how go. many people would have put that box back on the shelf and not even bought it? 
Yeah, or how many people would think twice about doing something stupid because now, yeah, yeah, they still do something stupid, but like you might said, not buy it. like you said, yeah. Ed, Ed, that would never work because that's common sense. Yep, yep. So I mean. Andy, you had to ask what I thought about the reauthorization. <laughs> I, I just wanted started to hear. this whole mess. <laughs> Is that what, what we're talking we about? <laughs> somewhere down the road, we started talking about yeah, that, but yeah, now we're into yeah. the dark forest somewhere. Because it's such an easy topic to like fall into. Like you know, this whole thing is. The government sees this as regulations. We see it as bullshit. The fucking people that are going to do the bad shit don't give a fuck about it and going to do it anyway. So we're it, do it, anyway. it doesn't matter. Yep. It's all pointless. The only people that it affects is us, and it sucks because our voice means nothing right now. Because right. I'm sure everyone signed that petition, or everyone in like our little niche community signed that little petition about, please, you know, sending the automatic letters to our senators. Oh, don't vote on this, you know. It still got passed. So yeah, what, like they they read those letters. Come on, they didn't uh, even read the Authorization Act. No, I know. No, yeah. you know, I was just thinking like at least it'd be like. Like a tick box, like ooh, we got five hundred. Like you know, there's probably all those emails probably got filtered and said, oh, we got five hundred people saying don't vote on this thing. Okay, I got one of those filters at work. It's round. It sits next to my desk. It's called a trash belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's square or rectangle with a little machine on top that shreds it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the government version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the good people always suffer for the deeds of the bad. Oh yeah, no, no amount of rules or regulation are going to stop the people that either a they don't care or b they just are, don't know. They're ignorant, so they're just going to go fly their stuff into the buildings. And so, like you said, it only hurts us because we're the we're yep. the guys that are abiding by the rules, yep. and so rules just so, suck. On the flip side of that. Then why is why is it so important for the government? You know, because it's got to be big corp. It has to be. Who's, well, lobbying, who's lobbying all this stuff? Who's giving the money to to push the politicians to do this? It's uh, the Amazon, all the big companies, UPS yeah. that are looking to use these for package delivery. They have this sky in the pie idea that they're going to yeah. be able to start delivering packages via drone. I said that's not going to work in any highly congested city no. or I don't think area. it'd be very efficient either. I mean no. very practical. I mean I could think of an application. I was up in I think it was Nantucket or something uh one of the vacation spots we've been to and there's a guy's house. He's in the middle of the harbor on an island and the only way to get to it is via ferry. Mm-hmm. Now if UPS had a small package and they wanted to deliver it to his house, they could fly sure. over there, drop it with the drone and come back and go on their way. Mm-hmm. But other than that I think it's totally pointless. Yeah, but that's I still mean, like you're talking about like some UPS driver pulling the drone out or like popping the roof of his truck and be like, okay, go deliver that package there and come back home. Hey, yeah. UPS can get to my house during a snowstorm, during high winds, during the rain. I mean, has, has anybody even thought of that? It's like six months out of the year. They're not going to be able to deliver in the Northeast by drone because of the, the snow and the wind and the high, you yeah. know, the high the winds, rain. the rain. Yeah, all of that stuff. I, I I think they're looking forward to it. I mean, UPS, FedEx, or whatever. I and mean, we've seen the YouTube videos. They they chuck it about ten feet over the fence. You imagine dropping a package from a couple hundred feet. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, your shit will be broken. <laughs> I mean, you know, doing it I mean, on purpose. <laughs> you know, and then what happens when that drone crashes into your house by mistake? Oh, 
they, that report will get swept right under the rug. We will not hear any of those reports. Hey, as long as they pay me, pay the rest of my mortgage on my house, I'm okay with that. Uh, it's, a, it's it's a nice novel idea, but I don't think it's ever going to come. It's not to practical. Yeah. No, it's all about control, dude. But uh, we just yeah. want to control everything we do. Then oh, we'll have to put locator beacons on our aircraft so the commercial aircraft can see all our little things zipping around at you know a thousand feet and below, or maybe. I'm just going to strap my iPhone to my helicopter. I mean, isn't that good enough? <laughs> they track everything by that. I was just going to strap the beacon on my transmitter <laughs> and throw it. <laughs> no, just it'll just be sitting in one spot the whole time. Yeah, but it doesn't tell oh, you where the aircraft is. I don't. I, I know where the aircraft is. I tell her where it is. Yeah, but that doesn't, the <laughs> DC-10 pilot flying at 20,000 feet doesn't know where your aircraft is. My aircraft's not at 20,000 feet to ever, ever, to Dude, ever be above. Dude, if there's a DC-10 pilot above me, he's got more problems to worry about than uh, <laughs> my freaking transponder flying at DC-10. Uh, oh, like, like I say, you look at the YouTube videos. The, the Mavic comes out, the the DJI drones come out. What's the first thing the person posts a video of? How far he can fly away from himself? I made three and a half miles. Why did you specifically buy it so you could fly three and a half miles out and post a YouTube video of it, or did you buy it to take aerial pictures? I mean, yeah, right. And, and if that's what you bought it for, damn, you should just build yourself a custom one and go, you know, one point three gigahertz transmitter and and nine hundred megahertz on the video. Fuck! You think you want to go far? Go far with that. You'll go. You'll go. You know, next freaking state over. I mean, yeah. that's where it all started, didn't it? Put one point twenty one gigawatts in it. Too. No, because because we had that technology before this was a problem. The only time, but that's where it all started, right? I mean, only time it, only time it became a problem is when DJI made it made it easy for everyone to do no, that. dude it wasn't dji yeah. it was that guy trappy who got fined yeah. the first time yeah but that guy trappy got fined for what because he he was flying at a college or something right was doing he was oh. flying at a college and then he charged for it yeah. he also they didn't like that you see the flight he did in manhattan yeah i was gonna say i was thinking he was in new york somewhere he, he, where he, he got in the most trouble he flew down the side of a skyscraper, you know, did, did one of them dives. Yeah. Then he flew all the way down to the Verrazano Bridge from somewhere over in the, the Brooklyn, like the waterfront over there. With a quad or a wing? A wing. He did it with a wing, okay. Yeah. Now, does that guy even fly anymore? It, it does, but I don't think he flies around here anymore. Any, I, anybody heard his name in the last five years? I haven't. No, probably I've, changed it. I'm out of that scene, like, you know, even, like, the rotor ride stuff. Like, I mean, I'm still part of the group, but I'm not really, like, I don't pay attention to any of their posts or any of that stuff. I don't know. They could be, uh, well, I know. Well, my point is I'm not looking to blame this guy or that guy. Just uh, right now, well, now there's really nothing we can do about it. Well, now yeah, it's yeah. caught the eye of of the, the rule makers. Too- yeah. And we're going to have to deal with whatever they come down with. But, I mean, you know, you know, there, there is a validity of concern. I mean, you know, Kevin, you, you work in Manhattan. I drive in and out every day. Just take five minutes and stare across the Hudson River and count the number of helicopters that go up one side and down the other. Oh, yeah. And oh, sure. If somebody gets a, you know, multi-rotor, takes it out of the box, uh, press the button, takes it up in the air and goes flying. It's, oh, I want to go fly across the Hudson River and take a peek at Jersey. I don't think the helicopter pilots want to be dealing with that crap. No, no. man, it's rightfully so. Like, I mean, I see it all the time. Like, I go to roof st- my building, and there's tons of helicopters in the air. Tons. How, how do you stop somebody from 
you know, get a Christmas present and being clueless and doing some damage, potential damage. I don't know. Well, the first thing you do is tell them there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> That's what you do. Shh, don't be too loud with that. You're so mean, Kevin. And then you break their hands. <laughs> you go evil Knievel on them. <laughs> Let's just but, chop off thumbs. I don't no know. Thumbs, I don't no think problem. the answer, though, is to go to little Johnny with his little blade nano QX or whatever, you know, and he's flying around and then find him $17,000. I don't think that's the answer either. Oh, no. I mean, as a, you know, a modeler for years, I'm just annoyed that everything got grouped together under one classification drone. It's, mm-hmm. if it's yeah. flown by a remote control, it's a drone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what type of aircraft it is. And I think that's where the AMA did a, to us a big disservice and uh, you know can't blame i'll agree with that can't blame they should, have, yeah. they should have never allowed the pilots that fly that or just make it a separate you know separate thing that that the ama could have actually even made money off of you know you got your heli and your plane pilots or break it up to all three well it could uh, be as know? simple as does it transmit video back yeah right if it does you can fly it past visual sight if it doesn't, you can't. I mean, it might fly away, but it's going to crash. So that coming mean, with Ed's would, idea of you know you're you're, sure. you're showing your driver's license when you're purchasing something like that. Sure, definitely, that would solve most of the problems. I mean, this way, if you know it does crash, it's got a serial number on several components. Probably yeah, there's accountability. There's accountability. Accountability. Yeah. Yep. And once you're accountable, people have a tendency of not doing the stupid things that they would normally do unless other substances are involved and then common sense gets thrown out the window again. Yeah. Secret service, white house. Yeah. Drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so, my beer. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Famous words, man. Love it. Yeah. Freak it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, let's get back to some, yeah, let's, let's move on. Let's this, this topic just angers well, me. We wanted to do a show about ranting and I think we did it. <laughs> <laughs> create a rant just ask about the reauthorization act i know all. right you you talk to anyone about it anyone in the hobby about it and they start ranting you know some the plankers will rant about oh these fucking girls are ruining our hobby blah 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 and though you know i blame multi roads for everything and including my wife leaving me you know like they just blame everything on, <laughs> on everything else it's like it's so ridiculous well, I will say it took the focus off of helis. They used to hate us with a passion for a long time. Now it's <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that is you true. Have a point. <laughs> so, but true, very true. But anyways, um, I don't think we ever did the top ten with that, did we? I don't think so. Let's, I don't think let's so. Do a quick top ten shotgun round with Ed. I don't think it was the shotgun round back then when Walt and I were on. Was it the shotgun room? No, it wasn't. It just uh, I think you might have done some, you know, type of non-formal top ten. Yeah, yeah. I think we, well, we had a list of questions normally, but I don't think it was like this. But anyways, let's do it. Um, how do you want to line up the questions? Who wants to do whatever? I don't know. I'll go first. Okay. And then Andy and then myself, I guess. Sure. All right, let's do it. Top ten shotgun round. Okay, Ed. Pinch or thumb? Uh, hybrid. You're a pincher. Hybrid. Sometimes pinch. So when, like, say, going gets tough, the thumbs come out. Yeah, but you you normally fly leaning towards the pinch. Yes, eighty percent of the time. 
Eighty percent of the time works every time. <laughs> Nitro Steve, or you electric? Cannot persuade, wait a minute, Steve cannot persuade the answer. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, Steve. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> I only say that while I'm editing, Steve. Sorry. He's meddling with the vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nitro or electric? Oh, uh, a little bit of both. I I like Nitro for the. Most reasons, you know, it's it's got soul. It's got it gives you more feedback than electric does, uh, and I like electric because it's just stupid, crazy power. It, yeah. Way way beyond what I can fly effectively. But when I fly to nitro and then I bring out a seven hundred electric, I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so five fifty or seven hundred? Seven hundreds preferred. I do have 500s and smaller, but mm-hmm. I enjoy the 700 size. All right. Do you know what a fly bar is, and when's the last time you've flown a fly bar? Yes, I do. That's why I first started flying. Uh, Furion 450 uh, had a fly bar, and the last time I flew it was three years ago when I converted it over to fly barless. Cool. And I still have my fly bar uh, head for my Logo 600, too. Really? Yeah. I was going through all the parts to rebuild it after its uh, demise with Mother Earth. And uh, I said, holy crap, look at that. It's a fly bar. All intact. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Wow. Nice. Okay. Uh, flying style, scale or 3D? Uh, mix it. Well, not scale, but sport. I like sport yeah, and uh, sport. mild 3D. Okay. Sure. Cool. Strap or strapless? Uh, strap. I'm afraid of dropping that thousand dollar v-control touch on the ground <laughs> yeah all right coreless or brushless servos uh coreless or brushless doesn't matter okay uh fuselage style or pod and boom i like the fuselage style due to my older eyesight uh mm-hmm. but uh you know pod and boom flies you know just as good to me so it sure. it depends more on the kit and uh features of the kit Mm-hmm. Uh, 6S or 12S? Uh, 12S. And 14S. Oh, yeah. And the last question is Urcha or smaller events? Uh, for the most part, um, smaller events. I do like going to Urcha once a year. I was kind of uh, sad that I didn't make this one. Uh, I heard it kind of changed a little bit toward a, uh, a fun fly style event rather than a big... Uh, uh, production that it usually is so that was good to hear but uh i, I like to urge one time a year and uh, the rest of the year small fun flies is perfect nice good deal awesome all right cool let's move to news and announcements news and announcements <laughs> nice cool yeah. all right so what do we have here well i wrote the first thing i wrote was who was right about the Kyle Stacy servo price that we were talking about? I don't yeah, know. What, what did I what say? What did you say, Steve? I think you said 180 bucks. No, I didn't say 100. I think I, I, think I said with the, all the others. I think you said 160. I think I said 160. And I think Kevin, you said like 180 or 200, right? I thought Kevin said 100 bucks uh, or 120. I said like 120, 125. So then what did Andy say? I think I said 120, 125. No, I said 126. Oh yeah, you did a dollar no, more price. That was right. Dick. <laughs> so I guess well, Kevin you wound was up right. getting on stage, dude. So no, <laughs> no, because I thought they're uh, 
I think they're 135, uh, 125, 135, something like that, right? They're 130, yeah. I thought there were 120 for the cyclic and 130 for the tail. Yeah, I think something like that. Wait, 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 wait. Let me double check. I thought it was 120 for cyclic and 135 for the tail. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 120 and then 130. Yes. Okay. I see he was putting the cyclic package together, too, the three cyclic servers in a box. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it looks cool. I got mine on order. Nice. Can't wait to get it. I don't even know what I'm going to put it in. I don't even know why I bought it. <laughs> why the hell am I spending money? You bought- it doesn't matter, dude. I saved you money because well, Bert obviously <sighs> listened to me and said, you know what? should make a month. The only thing we figured out with this is uh, Kevin and I were pretty close and uh, Steve was completely wrong. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you had to say that, dude. No, I'm just, just stating the facts. <sighs> sure. You don't know the text messages I get later on. <laughs> Why is Andy such a dick? <laughs> oh, and he says it in a southern drawl. Like that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Cool. It, it of course, of like course. I got, I got to, I got to sound like that if I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Andy guy. Oh my god, such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and the Korean southern accent is just fantastic. <laughs> I love it. South Korean accent. Uh, so I wonder if this, uh, so this, has this reduced the price of their 7002 series? Good question. What were they before? I don't even remember. I think they were like a hundred bucks. Weren't they? Yeah. What are they now? $99 or something. They were before. So it did reduce them by a dollar. No, I think they were 99 before. (laughs) (laughs) 99.99. I'm curious. I wonder. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe down the road. Yeah, maybe down the road for sure. That's a pretty good price for a servo, even, you know, the 99, man. I mean, so really wouldn't have to reduce them unless the, I guess, unless the Kyle Stacy's just started flying out, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. No pun intended. (laughs) I do like the box that it comes in, and I think that was part of the reason why I ordered a set. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's really nice. You open the box, and it's like nice three servos all laid out. You know, it's like very sab packaging looking you know it's good i'm glad that cool. they come in in the the 120 range because that's that's reasonable yes it's, it's hard to yeah. buy three you know 180 200 servos when you're doing a build i mean that yeah and if you buy it in a set you get it's like ten dollars off so it's a right. 360 350 for a, a three right. set right so i'm glad they done it. i'm glad they kept the price sort of reasonable mm-hmm yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So, uh, Steve, are you going to compete in XFC next year? No, no, I'm, I'm waiting for 2019. I mean, 2020. You know, I need to. Uh, I need to really get some. You know, just going to let a Kevin, practice regimen in. Just let Kevin do it next year. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's going to represent the free okay, fall cool. for, for this coming year for sure. Yeah, dude. I just got to bulk up and get my uh, kickboxing down. Yeah, I'll, I'll enter. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the, the power competition. Kevin, not, oh. Not, yeah. Oh, I'll need stick mover for that. <laughs> Help me out. The, um, uh, there's, there's a current pilot applicant list on xfcv2.com. Uh, so you can send in your application. Uh, cutoff date is November 30th. Teams will be finalized after that date. 
There are two spots. I think the airplane thing's actually filled up right now, but there's plenty in the helis and the jets. And I pulled it up. We've only got four people on the helicopter side. We've got uh, Greg Jackson, AJ Jaffe, Nick Maxwell, and Kyle Stacy. So oh, wow. we need a lot more guys to fill this heli team out. And we know Greg. We've had him on the show. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm glad to hear his name. Hopefully glad we'll see some more, some more guys um, yeah. participate in this because I'm, I'm kind of excited about how it's going to go. Yeah, Bill. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, you know, there's not more pro pilots already signed up on this. I mean. I guess it's still kind of early-ish. Yeah, yes. I mean, the airplane side's completely filled in. All the guys are over there. The jets on pilots. Yeah, I don't even know any of these names on the airplane side either. I know some of them. Um, uh, Jace uh, Dusa, he's an amazing young pilot for Extreme Flight. Okay. Uh, Genie... Spencer Nord. I mean, these are all the like IMAC and and competition airplane guys, basically. Mm. So yeah. And this is so this is what this is July eighteenth to twenty first. Correct. Two thousand nineteen. Week before Urcha. Okay. And is this is this this isn't just uh, for U.S. folks, right? Like, I mean, international folks can. Yes, there's a there's a whole internet. There'll be international teams. Yeah, this is for the uh, this is for the United States. There's a whole. Oh, here if you scroll down, we got the uh, international team: airplanes, oh. helicopters, and jets. Oh, Alex. Okay, yeah, I think uh, I recognize that name from Australia. So maybe we'll see some of the uh, some of the Asian guys fill this international team out. Yeah, that and maybe like Merkel, some of the you know mm-hmm. European folks too. The German guys and the, the Italian guys and the Asian guys. Yeah. We got some. There's some great pilots out there. The first name on the airplane list is Jake Arnold. That was the kid who I met his father on the job one day, and he was telling me how his kid competes in a lot of different things and that kid's awesome oh nice. go to youtube and you can check him out i mean he's flying those giant scale 3d planes mm-hmm. and he's cranking them around like they're foamies man he's really good so there's a name i recognize nice on the planes i'm just glad to see a a, a major competition come back to the u.s yeah yeah it'll foster some uh some interest and some excitement cool yeah, man. I'm... Hey, did you see this uh, Mikado uh, fuel meter? Yes. You're going to need one I of these not. for your uh, turbine uh, SAB jet you're going to build probably next year, right? Me? No. Uh, this looks very what? similar to what you have on your uh, your heli, Ed. Yeah, it's like similar that? sensor to the jetty one. It's, I guess mm-hmm. the same manufacturer makes them for the industry. Okay, uh, yeah. Nitros don't like it. Uh, no. Uh, the fuel broke the uh, epoxy on the like the first version, kind of broke it down, and the, the magnet would come out and lock up the turbine. Then oh. in a little flow meter. Oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, then the other one, the the second version that I had, it lasted about a little over a year, about a, case, a little over a case of fuel, 
and then the uh, the it's just plastic or nylon and nylon as far as the bearing goes, and that mm-hmm. wears, and then the turbine gets enough of a enough play in it that the turbine would hang up intermittently when you're flying, and uh, you know you'd lose your flow rate number one, and you yeah. kind of kind of hear it in the engine. The engine would lean out just a just a touch, not enough to do any damage, but the exhaust telemetry would go up to the point where it set the alarm off if you did some hard maneuvers. So as little things keep me off, like what the hell is going on? And then you look down and the telemetry for the fuel is not even spinning anymore. So that mm-hmm. got yanked out. I, I got some ideas. Once I get my lathe set up, I was going to make some uh, machine, some portions out, maybe put uh, regular small ball bearings in there. Uh, see if it, that would last any longer. It's all ball bearings these days. Yeah. Did you find that it would uh, meter accurately? Yes. Because yeah, I've kicked around the idea, but I'd sort of found that at the uh, the low flow rates we're using, as opposed to like a turbine or a, a giant-scale gasser, that they weren't that accurate. The, the, well, they had two versions for the turbine, different flow rates. Yeah, they have they had, a low flow version, too. And they had the one version for the gasser, which they said you could use on the nitros. Right. Um, that was close enough for me. I mean, within an okay. ounce or two, but okay. I, I was just I curious. I just I never did. I kind of looked at them, but then I decided not to worry about it. Yeah, they I'm actually some applications okay. vibration would throw it off. It, sure, it count the pulses right, but it was a novelty. I mean, you know, it's like having the current meter on the uh, electrics. Mm-hmm. I would fly around until the alarm went off, and I came down and I had a little less than a quarter of a tank in there. I was happy. Right. Yeah, I was looking at their the actual main site for the, the company Biotech, and it seems like their low flow meters are like for everything. High viscosity medium with our mini low flow meter can measure acid, lye, water, corrosive fluids, slurries, pesticides, detergents. Like so, like everything's freaking listed here: diesel, biodiesel, petroleum, fuel, <laughs> oil, gasoline, kerosene, mineral spirits, um, DI water. Drinking water, cooling water, I'm like, okay. It looks like you can handle any type of fluid, really, but, well. Like you say, the, vi- the vibrations mess them up. And then yeah. all these meters like this have a minimum flow rate. that, And once you go below that, it's not going to read accurately. Yeah, this one's saying 0, 1 to 10 liters per minute. Yeah, see, that's, yeah. It, it Zero would one me, would be okay. Yeah, it would give me a reading with the one hundred five and an idle. It, okay. it would show flow. So yeah, hmm. that's cool though. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the turbine stuff. I mean, that's running pretty much jet A or kerosene, right? Right, and they're using a, lo- a much higher flow, so I think yeah, that's really is useful. Yeah, because they go through like I think um, close to a gallon or two gallons, I think, in a flight. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know. Probably I know, not that much, but yeah, Rob's, quite a bit. Yeah, maybe it's a gallon per flight. Gallon for six minutes. I think that's what he said. But cool. Awesome. All right. What else do we have here unlisted? That's it? Yeah. Anyone else? No? Okay. What's next for you in the hobby? I don't know. What's next for you? Andy, Steve, or Ed? <laughs> Whichever one wants to go. I'll, I'll go. Build, build, fly, fly. <laughs> Dress up in my thermal long johns and heated jacket and 
brave the elements and fly some more. Where are you flying? Nova Scotia? Oh, <laughs> Up at the top of that hill, it gets cold. Oh, top of the mountain. Yeah. It does get breezy up there, too. You know, 25 mile an hour breeze when it's 18 degrees outside. It's a, a little chilly. Yeah, that's a little bit brisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you got to put a hotter plug in the nitro. Otherwise, it doesn't want to run too, too nice. It starts complaining about the cold weather. Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. I haven't even thought about having to get different temperature plugs. Yeah, I, I ran it once. I think it was like 18 or 20 degrees. Greg and I were the only ones brave enough or silly enough to go up there. And uh, I got the finally got the nitro fired up and I let it warm up, do some easy passes. And then I started to lean into it. And it, it, you could hear it like detonating. It almost sounded like the piston was hitting the top of the head. I was like, Ooh. that doesn't sound oh, so geez. good. Yeah. And I landed and I, I put a, a hotter plug in there. Next set, step up and... It sounded much better. I said, okay, this is doable. Hmm. And then come two o'clock in the afternoon, we said, what the hell are we still doing up here? (laughs) 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 One more flight, right? Yeah, yeah, one more flight. Okay. Batteries don't like it. You know, you got to put the batteries in a battery warmer, keep them warmed up before you put them on a heli. Yeah, I think on those days, I just kind of keep the batteries on my dashboard (laughs) with the heat on and the car on. After every flight, just go in the car, warm up, take a warm battery, put in a Alley in and go fly. Uh, once I get out of the car, I don't. I don't like jumping between the heat and the cold. I just have my thermals on, the heated jacket, and we. Yeah. Nice well, and you, you you got you got the yeah you got the proper gear. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess I'll go next then. Um, so yeah, this Friday uh, afternoon, I'm jumping on an airplane, going out to Fort Lauderdale, and I'll be at the. Osprey, was it Heli Smackfest? Smackdown? Mm-hmm. Downfest? Down Smack? I don't know. Smack something. Yeah, Smack something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, no. I'll be joining Frank at his initial <laughs> first, um, his first fun fly. Dude, I didn't know you were going down to that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's cool. So I'm meeting up with, uh, I believe I'm meeting up with Mike Welsh at the airport. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to be down there. Well, tell Frank, Very cool. Frank, the boys up north, say hello. Will do. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, besides That's that, cool. get my Tortuga fixed, or not fixed, but finished. I was going to say, um, you crashed it already? No, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Because the other day I went in, like last night, I went in, and I was like, oh, I'm going to work on this. And I was like, all right, what do I have to do? I got to center, I got to make sure my service is centered and get the linkages on. I was like, where's my radio? Where's my Vika? Ah, oh, crap! I dropped it off. Ron, uh, Rob has it. I'm like, uh, oh I, no! I'm like, well, <laughs> I could go get my, you know, my V control and you know my other one. And I'm thinking, well, it's hooked up to the computer. Let me just go sim. <laughs> so I did just simming last night, and I recorded that video that I posted. So, oh, that's one of the things I kind of wanted to. Um, yeah, I, I posted online. Yeah. So it was kind of an idea. Like I posted a video of my uh, last night, uh, one flight that I did to like whatever random song that was on my Pandora. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, and I think it'd be kind of cool if we got like a bunch of, you know, folks at Sim to post their videos. And then in two, three months, when the winter's over, let's, let's, you know, kind of revisit this and post another video and see if we see improvement. 
so yeah, we can see we progressive. It, yeah, it, oh it could be worse. It could be better. It could be the same. Who knows? But there's a little test, I guess, a little case study to to see if uh, simming actually helps. So yeah, let's see. Let's see if we get any folks to post videos. Yeah. I'll have to join post you, up dude. your videos, please, please. Yeah. yeah, everyone on the podcast should be doing this. As soon as I figure out how to uh, post a video, I'll try to make one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But, um, yeah, so that's really about <laughs> it for me. Cool. I'm going to try to keep up the simming thing. I'm going to try to sim a couple more days this week or next week and whenever. You know, I've started. I dug all my crap out and got it fired up, so I might as well try to keep at it dug all your crap out you had to plug your radio in the computer right well i had to find the cord oh what's like a usb cord yeah yeah i don't like doing wireless for the sim i'd rather just use a cord keeps my radio charged and i don't have to i I don't know i just like it i use a cord myself i have a cord that's like 15 feet long so (laughs) it really doesn't hinder me yeah i need a longer one this, uh, the one I have is the one that came with the V control that I'm using. But um, yeah. I just love that my battery, transmitter battery, 100% all the time. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. you can, there's a million ways you can go wireless, but I I don't see any reason to be sitting there transmitting just to sim. I'd rather just plug a cord in, everything stays charged. And like I say, I could walk all around the room with it, so it's not really a problem. I just mean, get a big long cord. They're like yeah. 10 bucks. Yeah. And not even that. I mean, I I want to be right in front of the TV or monitor, anyways. I don't right. want to be like sitting back twenty feet yeah. on the couch or anything. So. Yeah, sure. Well, I just hope my sim isn't broken. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've got whatever you have, whatever you did to screw yours up. Now you screwed mine up. Oh yeah, it's my fault. I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> I know. You guys should all get on the alpha because it is better. I thought I was, but apparently, but see, I never turn plug mine into the internet till I think about it. So it's probably not. I mean, it oh, updated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It updated to the two point oh point six just now, but it probably doesn't get the alpha thing. I'm gonna have to try it again when we stop. Yeah, but anyway, um, guys up here in Kingsport, the uh, George Baker tired iron. He's doing a mm-hmm. big fun fly this weekend, um, three days. So I'm going to try to, if I can, I'm going to try to go up there, hang out for one of the days. Um, those are good guys up there. And I like to go see what they're doing. So I might Ooh, try nice. to do that. That's that's probably about it. Might try to get out and fly a little bit more if I can, if it ever stops raining. Yeah, I hear you. That's about it. Well, I'm going to... Uh try and get myself out to the field see what's up with the wife and how she's doing this weekend uh probably be uh doable hopefully and uh just ready to go man got all my helis are back in working order and want to go fly around awesome do some stuff that's it for me man okay should we wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up all right, so we are at 824 likes, and it looks like, I feel like I've said this name before. Um, oh, boy. Well, it's because we know him, but 
Yeah, let's read it off anyway. So, yeah, three new names and cue the music. We have Brian J. McCord, Ross Cooper Smith, and Smith Milk. Smith Milk? Yeah, that's the one. Is that like uh, acorn milk or whatever it is? Almond milk? <laughs> Almond milk, yeah. It's in the dairy section. Smith acorn milk. milk. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. I see it on my Facebook. I said, that that's a unique name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from either. No idea. But he's our buddy from our club. And tomorrow he's actually going to be driving down with, uh, with Rob with my helis and <laughs> meeting him down in Florida. So, cool. Thanks. What do we have for Facebook comments? Well, we have a comment from... Freefall RC podcast that said, "Hey everyone, Sim Challenge. We just <laughs> talked about it. Record a Sim video to one song. Keep the video less than five minutes and post a link here. Let's see your starting point, and after the winter, we can post another one and see your progression. Uh, and you posted yours, Steve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're gonna post one, post it. Put it practice, yeah. and then put like the date, yeah. like Steve put, you know, mm-hmm. 2018. Yeah. Then the month, and then the day. Yeah, so it's easy to keep track, like when it was recorded, and then we can look and be like, okay, two months, if you know, yeah. and see what you see if you progress, and if you did, how much? And just post a link. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll just be cool to like kind of push folks, you know, maybe that like you know, Kevin, you and I, like we push each other to to sim or to to try new stuff you know and to practice right but it's like you know some folks might not have that so maybe there's a chance for them to kind of partake in a little challenge there and don't worry how good or bad you think you are doesn't matter any worse than me yeah even if you're just sitting there doing tail and hovers that's fine because yeah i bet you when you're recording this you know if you if you sim a couple times a week i guarantee by the time you know in two three months you do a second video, you can be like, oh, look at that. And I'm doing nose and humpers or I'm doing inverted humpers, you know? Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. your yeah. skill level. It doesn't have to be smack. doesn't have to be acrobatic at all. It could just be sport flying, you know? You could be doing figure eights or circuits. It's fine. We're looking for improvement, not like we want to see a difference. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a competition as far as yeah. who's better than who. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm the, yeah, I can't do that. No, we, we all know Andy's better than all I know, of us. I know. But he autos from a thousand feet. He autos <laughs> from a thousand feet. He can still see. He can still tell orientation. He can also, still see how he had a thousand I'm feet. also a one trick pony. Away. That's the only thing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to sim, but it helps. But it helps. Yep. Yes. All right. What else do we have? Anything else for Facebook comments? Uh, just a real quick comment. Uh, on a, our picture from a Loctite event, Brad Sampson said, is that Andy on the right? Andy said, yep, that's me. And David Hill, our buddy Hildeflyer, said, you are younger than Kevin. And he was nice. He said, nice to see you, Andy. <laughs> so thanks, Dave. Thanks, Brad. Nice. Thanks. Anything else? Or should we move to website comments? We can move to website comments. All right. Do we have any website comments? I don't think we have any website comments. Website comments. Hmm. Let me take a quick look here. I'm, I'm feeling. I have a feeling for no, some reason. Anything new. That we might have something new. 
Oh no no! I, I got a I got a Squarespace uh, form submission. Uh, it's uh, I guess from the website. Um, Dante Cotman said, "You should get Raja, Derek Chekis, Drew Robinson, Wesley Griffin, Kevin Dover, Jason Bell as podcast guests on the show." Definitely, I agree. Those yeah. are all good names. Yeah, I've spoken to many of them about coming on the show. Just haven't um, been able to coordinate the scheduling, but yeah, for sure. Thank you for writing in. Okay. All right. And that's all I have. Okay. People of Podbean. People of Podbean. Uh, we had a few likes on episode 146, just hanging part two. Jeep World 2002 like it. Andrew Glenn, Andrews Glenn 924 liked it. And Mike Welch also liked it. And Mike Welch also liked one at 145. High Voltage with Bobby Watts. Uh, Brian McCord, 60, liked episode 140, Hilda Flyer, and 144, Winter Nights. And Jared, 4454, started following us. And that's all I saw that was new. Oh, we missed a Facebook comment. All right. You didn't see this one? If I didn't read it, I probably didn't see it. No. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? Ed Johnson commented on <laughs> I have no recollection of that. It's a pretty long one, too. Uh, I was looking for that. I was trying to reference that earlier, and I couldn't yeah, find yeah. it. Yeah, this was for the last episode release, 146, Just Hanging Part 2. Now, I don't know. Ed, do you want us to read this or no? <laughs> oh, you can read it. I, right. post, I put it there. so it's, it's Yeah, it is public domain now. Let's see here. So, yeah, to the... Episode release of 146, Just Hanging, Part 2. Uh, Ed Johnson said, Nice episode, guys. Made the time spent... Wait. Made the time spent on... I don't know. I, I, I am terrible at reading. Car <laughs> on his ride home. Yeah, yeah. On a car on a ride home, a pleasure. DJ Smart Battery, Smart Batteries, my beep ass. Um, yeah, they discharge automatically. We put away fully charged after a set period, I believe 10 days before they start discharging. Then after that, the smart charger battery continues to slowly drain them down. If not used for several months, I have to take them out periodically and boost them up to 50% charge every now and then. Also, the freaking AMA, FAA clusterfuck, I think the AMA needed to concentrate more on teaching the alleged Legislature, the differences between our RC aircraft and drones, which yeah, you did mention on this episode, um, then we may have stood a chance. I still don't think we stood a chance. Uh, I doubt any of them read the 1,200-plus pages of the FAA bill. Yep. Uh, there was even a section on lactation rooms. I just I don't understand the lactation rooms, really. <laughs> oh, it's a good section. you got to read up on it. Yeah. Um, also, Ben and Rachel McKinney, Kinley, uh, says, I'm teaching a homeschool class with flight test planes, so if you wanted to donate some plane stuff, let me know. I said, definitely message me directly, and I'll coordinate with Kevin and see what we can do. So they did message me. Uh, Kevin, I need to talk to you about that. So, okay. See, um, yeah. See, they're in, uh, I believe, in Michigan. So, yeah, figure out All maybe, right. I don't know, maybe if we do an event, we can meet up with them, or if we, uh, I don't know if we want to try figuring out the shipping and figure something out but yep we got your uh message and we will we'll figure some stuff out figure out some of the logistics and we'll get back to you shortly cool all right so a people pod bean i do have some comments here yeah jad 4454 said 
So he posted originally. Uh, well, I'll I'll do with the autocorrect. So there was an autocorrection. It's supposed to say helicondoms. Everybody needs a helicondom to be able to fly in the rain. <laughs> uh, but it came up as hell condoms. <laughs> Everyone needs hell condoms <laughs> to fly be able to fly in the rain. What the hell were we talking about where we said helicondoms? <laughs> I don't remember that. No, I don't remember that either. I don't it know. Sounds like some dumb shit I would say. Uh, yeah, it could have came out of any one of our mouths, to be, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> uh, let's see. BVGHJ, Jericho Byrne. By the way, happy birthday, <laughs> Jerry. Happy birthday. Uh, thanks to the shout out on Facebook, guys. I don't like to sim, but it helps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jerry's birthday was a little while, while ago. You posted something on that, too, Kevin. I remember seeing something. I saw it in my feed, but I didn't get a chance to read it. I think I was trying to spell his name Jericho Burns phonetically or something. Jerry Clayburn? Jerry. No, but I would try to do it phonetically, though. Oh, Jericho. Yeah, yeah, I posted that. I spelt it as it should be spelt. Jericho Burn. I said something like, I like Jericho Burn better. Yes. But awesome. All right. All right. All right. All right. What do we have for iTunes review? I know we have tons of iTunes review, right? There's nothing new on iTunes. Nothing new on iTunes. Doesn't surprise me. All right. First, before we do our outro, thanks, Ed, for taking the time to come on the show. It's fun. And, uh, uh, thanks, Ed. Yeah, it was good to rant about some FA stuff. And, yeah. you know. Thanks for getting us all fired up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you guys did, now I got to go to sleep. You need a little poke every now and again. It was a pleasure to be on, guys. Yeah, no, thank absolutely. You for yeah, for sure. Awesome. We love having you, Ed. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you do. I great being here. Come back again and don't wait a year for next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I think you, you I think what was it? You're like, Oh, you're waiting for the invite. That's what you said at the field. I was like, well, you're like waiting for the invite. You got a standing invite. Oh, everyone has a standing invite that's been on the show. I appreciate yeah, it. And tell Wally to get in front of the mic. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh god. Walter. Uh-huh. Now I you got me thinking about Wally World. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic, that one. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast. That show. That show. For show. Say hi to Chris Ryber. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, let's see here. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production. Other than Flight Test Podcast, Free Forcey Podcast, sit next to our friends, EFT Community Cast. Hey, Mike and Pat, and our buddy Dave, who manages our forum over there. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Uh, RCHeliHangouts.com forum on the RC Heli Hangouts main section, Podcast Corner, and Free Forcey Podcast, sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans Podcast. Hey, Will Smith. There he is. <laughs> there he is. That's right there. Uh, <laughs> Full pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Frank and Scott. Scott. Frank. Yeah. Jimmy Jones. Uh, and Telerotor podcast. Grumpy, Shaggy, and Mega. Sounds about right. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Good job. And let's see. VKRC podcast. Can't forget about them. Nope. Bert, Bert and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And the high voltage with Bobby Watts. 
I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that anymore. What the hell was I'm that? 19. I'm trying to do high voltage. Uh. Uh. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks, Ed, again. We got to say, wait a minute. You got to say, Ed, if there's any contact info you want to give out, people want to get a hold of you, find out how you really feel about the FAA. Oh, I was just thinking, I mean, our listeners know the RC Heli Hooligans podcast that they already have a contact. But okay, yeah, yeah contact no. info. Yeah, Any time to go to rchooligans.com and leave a message for Walt and myself, our Facebook page. We're out there. Uh, we do respond. Please talk to us. We are lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all good, guys. Like I say, any questions, anything you want us to cover, we'll eventually get to it before the next season. I promise you. All right. Awesome. Okay, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye bye. Take care, guys. Take all care, right. Ed. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Ed, it was good talking to you, man. Same here. Oh, it is. Okay. I shouldn't have had, uh, shouldn't have had VR enabled. What the hell is that? What, this? Yeah. A spring on my microphone stand. No, we're talking, this is, uh, we're trying to figure out AccuRC2, see why we can't multiplayer. Oh, crap. And now mine's ridiculously (laughs) not even working. Should have brought my controller up. Yeah, don't get too excited. We can't make it work. Oh, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have a gray screen. I can't even see the model. Yeah, over. now now my... <laughs> you got the same thing? Now I got the what you've got. It's totally screwed up. And I was using it just 10 minutes ago, so I don't know what happened. It must be the patch they have not working. When you double-click on AccuRC2, are you playing it in any weird, like, OpenGL exclusive window? No, I even uh, tried changing that. You're not doing Oculus or Steam VR, right? No. Are you running the uh, alpha uh, version of it, or just the standard when it comes off of Steam? <clears throat> yeah, they're running the standard. I'm running the alpha. I think you probably all have to run the alpha if you're going to want a multiplayer. Well, how do you do that? You got to join the alpha program. Oh, screw that! I'm not joining <laughs> any programs. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, Dirty Planker doesn't want to join I'm not anything. getting with any programs. I was la- laughing listening to last week's show where he wouldn't even give his phone number at Radio Shack and he just stormed out all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Screw I never Radio gave him my number either. You just <laughs> well, don't no, I do don't it, either, but all. you don't have to stomp out. Like, I just, no, I had to stomp out. I had to prove a point. <laughs> it stops here and now. You know, yeah. the, you're and not pulling any point. They're just like... Oh, Consequently, just a Radio planker. Shack went out of business. Uh, You're welcome. Well, <laughs> shutting this down. Sim doesn't work, and it sucks. So screw that. The sim doesn't suck, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like it. I like it. I haven't. I haven't tried multiplayer though yet.
No, we've been trying for months to get that working. Main topic. Hanging with Mr. Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. What are we so talking about, Ed? Keeping it rated PG. Yes. Okay. I'm always I PG. You would have titled it uh, Hanging with my Johnson out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just call it... Uh, Cold weather hooligans because we're the only ones that have to deal with this shit. Well, um, wait a minute. Are are you guys having that that freeze fly again, Ed? They doing that uh, again? Well, talk, I think so, right? There's talk of it, but there's also talk about where it's going to be held because uh, they, I think they're losing the location we flew in last year. There's oh, some, really? Uh, oh, they're some, losing RCHO field. It sounds like it. <clears throat> All right, you guys ready? <clears throat> yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready, Ed? No, yeah, I'm here. That's on playback. People fall asleep. They usually don't fall asleep <laughs> during the recording. Wait, you're talking about surface vehicles. Come on now. <laughs> the only one that falls asleep is a test pilot. Well, because he's a douche. <laughs> Didn't Fred fall asleep a bunch of times? Oh, I can't. I can't let you say that, dude. I love Fred. Boy, yeah. you really pushed his buttons, didn't you? I don't I, accept I, your answer. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know. <laughs> I rage quit last week. Remember? Yeah, but that was after we were done recording, so it doesn't. That was care. just for a <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You rage quit when we all locked off. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was like, just. Damn these guys fact. all left. I'm rage quitting. <laughs> I had enough of this. Screw you guys. <laughs> Goddamn, Steve! Shut up. So this is cool. You've never really been on the show just hanging out. No, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> You're cheating on Walt. Cheating. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. If he was doing what he if he was doing you right, you wouldn't have to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh Jeez. man. Uh, it's, I gotta go off in the corner and play my Johnson. <laughs> Jeez, Steve. You are uh, one tough cookie, man. How are we supposed to save this for the end? <laughs> oh, this, yeah. is, this is all being recorded. My, at least for me, it is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we could add it to the end. Or Kevin. Kevin likes to add things to the end. I, I know do. he does. It's my favorite part. And one of these days, I have these stickers in front of me. One of these days, I'm going to send Jericho Burn his stickers. <laughs> oh. He asked for it like, like a year ago. <laughs> I'm so bad with this. You need to drive down there and hand them to him. I Personally, gonna, where, where's where's he's in Texas, right, or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, drive to Texas. Yeah, dude, it's such a small state. I'm sure he's gonna make whatever you were gonna say he's gonna make. <laughs> I don't know where he is in Texas. Well, I mean, one of these days I want to do the uh, Helly's over Apache Pass. Uh, I'm excited to see what's gonna. Wow, this website sucks. Yeah. Half, like if you just go on their main page and go down to internal server 500 error, like really? Ed, you see what I got a lot of editing to do? <laughs> I was going to say I was getting the same error too, but I'll keep my mouth shut. Nah, nah, nah. Edit that out too. Nah, 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 nah. I work for uh, .com. This is unacceptable. This is terrible. Yeah, anyways. um they probably could use some help. Why don't you volunteer to fix it? They can't afford me. 
Hmm. I said volunteer on one of your 300 days off. <laughs> it's 354 days. Come on. Whatever. 